is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for july 20th 2022 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you from the ots beer garden thank you guys so very much for joining me and jesse on this wednesday night wherever you may be my friend what is going on this evening Good, bro. What's going on with you, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Coming down from uh, a major hangover the, earlier this morning, starting from uh-huh. last night. But uh, I'll get through it, man. I'll get well, through it. And we had, a, we had a, a decent show tonight with AEW. We'll talk about everything that happened, the fucking chaos that happened tonight. Man, yes. oh, man. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, bro. Uh, that, that, that main event was something else. That main event that was, was uh, aesthetically pleasing to me. I don't know about you. I I I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, man. I thought oh I mean all seriousness. I I I thought they I thought they they crammed a lot into a short amount of time. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a perfect that's a perfect segue into what I want yeah. want to talk about here. Um Jericho and Eddie Kingston, it, it was an entertaining match, okay? I'm not going to sit here and bury the entire fucking thing because let's be real. I mean, this is this is something that I like to see on Dynamite. It makes Dynamite stand out and it sets Dynamite apart from the rest of the wrestling shit that we usually see in our week. I I love the aesthetics of everything. They really went above and beyond to do barbed wire everywhere. I mean, the ring bell was covered in barbed wire. Justin Roberts' microphone was covered in barbed wire. It was legitimately barbed wire everywhere. Tables with barbed wire wrapped around it, chairs, baseball bats, all the ropes were barbed wire. It was aesthetically pleasing to me. But Jesse, I think the one thing that really that really grinds my gears to steal to steal Peter Griffin's line from Family Guy. What really grinds my gears, bro, is the fact that you know AEW consistently makes the same mistake every single time we have such a, a great built-up main event, a, a star attraction main event. Bro, the fucking thing just rushes off the air, and you don't let anything just sit. And breathe. Jericho gets thrown off the goddamn apron onto a whole uh, plywood of of barbed wire. And and then Eddie Kingston's sitting there smiling. And then the show goes off the air. And Jim Ross is rushing to get his closing statements in. Like you said, they they jam everything into the show. And then they don't allow things to breathe. That that should have been something that just sit nicely and and just kind of, you know, that, that come down after a match is over. But we don't get that with AEW. And it's really becoming, I don't want to say annoying, but I find it to be sad that they can't get that one little fundamental right. Yeah, it, it's gotta be it's gotta be hard to juggle live TV. Um you gotta space out your ad breaks, you mean you get you get your you know your um things you didn't account for and unforeseen things and all of that crap, man. I mean, so I get it. I'm just wondering 
you know, and I know that you've mentioned this in the past, but I'm just wondering if it's possible, if it's possible, I mean, I don't know, I don't run a fucking wrestling company, but since we have these specialty shows from time to time, is it possible to get no or limited or at least no ad breaks in the last hour or the last half hour of the show so they can tell their story to end the show. Maybe that would make it a little bit easier to wind the show down a little bit better, you know? Jesse is echoing. Oh, fucking shit, dude. Here we go again. Why is Jesse echoing? I don't know. Space Jesse. Jesse sounds fine on my end. I have no idea, bro. <clears throat> um, yeah. Let me check in. Let me check in. Yeah, I mean the the spacing of the spacing of everything. I don't think that they can do. Uh, I don't think that they could do limited commercial breaks in that final hour. Uh, I, I don't know how how likely that is for them, uh, but it is it is something that it is something that is a problem for AEW. Jesse's fixing his echo, guys. I have no I'm idea. Gucci. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. There's nothing. There's nothing out of line here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why Jesse is uh is echoing. Let's 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 kill let's kill the StreamYard call and reconnect it. Right no, no, now. and it's not StreamYard, bro. You sure? Yeah, it's not StreamYard. Okay. Two mics are being used at once. I don't know. I don't have two mics, man. Jesse's an does he still sound like an Android peep? He's good now. I'm oh, good now. Go. Go. I've changed nothing. Okay. There you go. I checked everything. I changed nothing. I checked everything. There you go. He's good now. Okay. Look at that. The gods are with us. Yeah. I, I Jericho guess so. used his wizardry on us, man. We were talking negatively about his main event. That's why he got echoed. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, continue with what you were saying, Jesse. What was I saying? Uh, the commercial commercial breaks at the end of the oh, show yeah, or right, in the, in right, the main yeah. event or, or limited commercial breaks in the second half. It, it would be, it, it, I mean... These specials are, are 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 planned, you know, way in advance, you know, and we got pay per views every, you know, three four months. Great, but why not do something as far as these ad breaks? It might help you time the show a little bit better. I don't I mean, know. I, no I commercials know. for the last hour. I mean, so, I mean, I know bills got to be paid. I know you need sponsors and shit like that, but it's not like we do these specials every week. I don't know, man. I, I honestly, I, I honestly hate the fact that they need to do the main event at like nine fifty and then go to a fucking commercial break with ten minutes left in the show. Yeah, that's yeah, what they bothers do need me. To, uh, allow more time for the main event at the very least. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. That's the only thing that I had a problem with as far as the main event is concerned. Now, 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 let's get into the to the nitty gritty of of everything. The shark cage was there, and the shark cage was hanging above the crowd in the in the arena. It wasn't above the ring like I thought it was going to be. It was in the crowd, and it was angled yeah. nice, and again, it was, uh, it was very aesthetically pleasing. They really, they really ramped it up for Shark Week. The reason why there was a barbed wire death match and a shark cage here is because uh, Discovery Warner, uh, Warner Media uh, wanted something to kind of promote Shark Week coming up, and they wanted AEW to do that. So that's why we got all this, uh, this Shark Week uh, and Shark Cage and all this nonsense tonight, but... The other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, was that Anna Jay turned heel. Anna Jay yeah. turned heel. Tay Conti kind of convinced her to, you know, get get on the right track or get with the program. And she blasted Ruby Soho, Ruby Riot, 
uh, out there, and she took control of the shark cage, and then the JAS gets involved, and they get into the match, and they make it even more chaotic than it already was with the barbed wire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I love this one too, man. What do you mean you love this one? I loved everything about it. Look, man. Anna J. Turner Hill, I think, is a great thing. I, ter- I learned my lesson from last week. If you disagree with anything, all right, apparently a lot of your fans seem to get offended by this. So they want me to come here and agree and like everything. That's what they want from us. Is that correct? Uh, no, that's not what I want from you. I don't give a well, fuck what anybody else thinks. It's what I, I want. No, I got the tweets, man. I got them. I, I, I know. We'll talk about that later. But I think I think a heel turn for Anna Jay is a great thing. I mean, you know, I think bad girl Anna could be a good thing here. You know, I, I don't know if was, she's going to be with the Jericho Appreciation Society, but, you know, obviously this removes her from the Dark Order, I assume. I mean, okay. Whew. All right. Just give me your fucking opinion, bro. <laughs> I, I, I... Why? Why what? Why? Why Anna Jay turns heel? Yeah, why? I, I, I don't know. Me. Maybe she needed something new. Maybe they're going to focus on her now. They are, okay, so they turned Tay heel. And who has Tay Conti wrestled since she's turned heel? Nobody. She's more of a valet. Right. So how much of an awesome blood feud would it be to watch these two former best friends with one now turned heel and the other one not liking it? Have them go into a feud together. Yes, I think both. I think that would have been a better idea. Yes, it would have been a much better idea. Yes, I, I mean this this makes no sense. She is the lovable baby face. She is, she she is just she's like the 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 Bailey of the Dark Order. I mean, she's just a likable baby face, and that's all you need for her at this current time. At yes. this current time, I, I say it like that because it's. It's not like she went out and accomplished a whole bunch, a whole lot as a baby face yet. Let's let her go ahead and finish doing this baby face thing. Her best friend just turned heel. Great. Now you got a built-in feud right there. I, I, now I, I'm I, left I... with another female tag team. Please, stop. Stop. I... Stop mentioning it. <sighs> Why do you constantly bring this up? Because it's in front of me, man. Sorry. Yes, I do agree with you. I, I do think that Anna Jay's trajectory would have been a little bit better if she was rogue and going solo and going against Tay Conti and having a little blood feud between those two and really kind of setting Tay Conti and whatever she's doing straight and get rid of her that way. I, I, yeah. I think that would have been a, a better thing for her. Uh, but, you know, on the flip side, I can't really see how, and I, again, I don't know if she's going to be aligned with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Maybe maybe being in that group as hot as they are and, and how great Jericho is, maybe it's going to help her and, and give her some sort of rub. So I'm trying to look at both sides of the situation here. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's it, man. Look, look again. Let's see where it goes. I mean, it's... Oh, is so it you want, you want, you, you're going to let it play out? I, I mean, I have no choice. If I don't, <laughs> if, I, if I shit all over it, you know, chances are I'll have one of them doing a podcast about me later on. I don't yeah, want that. Man. Let, let it play out. Let it play out. So, so, let it play out. I mean, the the she's she's a lovable girl next door baby face, dude. Yeah. She's 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 dating one of the top baby faces in the company. And yeah. everybody knows that. It's not like I don't care how 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 much you didn't make it a public thing. We all know it. 
So we all know that Jungle Boy is one of one of the most beloved baby faces on the roster. And until tonight, his girlfriend was one of the most beloved females on the roster. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I am a little uh, indifferent to it. Uh, I, I, I think it could be good. Uh, I don't think it's the right decision. Uh, I think her being a heel is definitely the right way to go um, in some sense because I feel like she was just kind of... She was kind of boring as a baby face, you know? They no, didn't really no. focus a lot on her, no, but no. she wasn't yeah, really... No, I agree. I agree. But I thought when they interacted, Tay, with Anna J earlier, I thought that was going to be the birth of our feud, you know? Yeah. But, okay, so they, weren't, so they weren't doing shit with Anna J. I agree. But turning Tay heel and then bringing that shit full circle, that was the start. That was the origin right there to start doing something with Tay, something interesting. Yeah. I don't know. And then maybe we could have gotten the, the, the fucking uh, the, uh, guys involved, you know, if they wanted to go that route too. Maybe we could have did some mixed tag team action along Dark the way. Maybe we, we could have did Jungle yeah. Boy after Jungle Boy finishes with Christian. Jungle Boy and Anna J teaming up against Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara. That would have been fucking cool too. That would have been cool. We get the Dark Order yep. versus Jericho Appreciation Society. Yep. We can do that down the road. Yep. Yeah, I, don't, I agree with you, man. I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm trying to look at the positives of it because... Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of potential in her, but I, I, I don't think that uh, her joining the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society or turning heel tonight was the right creative move. Um, so that's that. I don't want to spend too much time on Anna Jay. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well when we get into the main event portion of the show. But the other big thing that happened on tonight's show, and I thought this was the best part of the entire night, was Brody King and Darby Allen and the... Miro appearance and the Miro tease and the House of Black finally looking like a legit fucking badass group. Minus Buddy Matthews because uh, I believe he's still injured right now. Shoulder injury, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but he is injured. Hopefully he gets back soon because he's going to be at our House of Glory show in August as well. So we want him for sure at 100%. But um, that match tonight, man, with Darby Allen, holy shit, did Darby earn his fucking paycheck tonight, man. Brody King has looked like an absolute savage in the last several weeks, yeah. and I'm loving everything about what Tony Khan has done with him, man, the presentation of him and how he's come off and this whole upcoming feud with Sting and Darby and Miro being involved, man. I'm loving it because, you know, first and foremost, it gets House of Black on television, and they're in something major and in something interesting, man. I'm loving this. I am, too. Um, but before I go any further, we got to address this, uh, um, 813 car guy. 813 car guy, man. Uh, yeah. $350 super chats tonight, man. I see you. So shout out to 813 car guy for the $50 yeah. times three super times three. Chat. That's awesome. Man. That's, that's awesome. uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. And, uh, we, uh, always, always, always appreciate the support. So, so this thing this Brody and Darby thing falls directly under um, the dynamic that I'm always trying to stress and get over that a big guy versus a small guy is always the best dynamic versus a match where you hear people always talk, oh, we're going to have two big horses go at it. Yep. I that's, that's, that's not a draw for me. A draw for me is watching Brody King beat the shit out of fucking Darby Allen and Darby Allen doing his best to try to fight back yes. and, maneuver his way out of it and try to pull out that that's that's the dynamic i like i like the brock lesnar versus aj styles yep i like the brody king versus darby allen 
you know, I like those things because one's going to bump for you like none other, and the other one's going to somehow take all those bumps and somehow make you believe that this little person has a goddamn shot because of his speed, his quickness, and his smarts and his in-ring ability. That's the story that usually vibes much, much, much better. Yeah, this, and this, I think that's what we got right here. This was a, this was a classic, classic David versus Goliath match. Uh, Brody King and the savage beatdown of Darby Allen tonight was every bit as believable as uh, as Jesse had just uh, described here. I mean, there, there there were things done in this match where you you legit thought that Darby Allen fucking. Uh, Killed uh, Brody King's dog. Uh, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And then that fucking Gonzo bomb at the end of oh. the match. Jesus fucking Christ, my neck is hurt from watching that. Yeah. Oh man. Jesus Christ. So uh, at the end of the match, you know, obviously Brody King got the victory, and, and it's good to see him uh, coming up through the ranks now and really getting a spotlight shined on him. He is very, very, very good. Um, and, and we got Sting. Obviously, facing down with Malachi Black, I think that is very interesting in itself because it's not on my fucking car for what what uh, is going to happen in 2022. Sting, Sting and Malachi Black fa- facing off and uh, staring there, uh, you know, in- into each other's faces. Uh, and then we got Miro, Jesse. Miro comes down. He is the redeemer. He is now redeemed, and he's wearing sunglasses. And I don't know if you guys picked up on his sunglasses tonight. It was uh, one one lens was light and the other lens was dark. Now, this was uh, a going trend on social media. What's with Miro's glasses? What's with the glasses? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it means. It obviously, to me, front and, and center is a, is a possible tease of joining the House of Black. Um, it it kind of resembled Malachi's face paint. On the other hand, I could see it being a, a biblical reference, light versus dark. So I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what you picked up on that, bro. No, it's just a... Um this will be this will be a, a another uh, tool at Miro, with his ridiculously godlike fucking backstage promo abilities, can continue to put over. Because the thing is, the thing why something had to be done because Julia Hart got sprayed and she was fucking black eyed for I mean months. Yeah. So why did Miro get spit and get spit on and he was perfectly fine? This this is them just selling the gimmick. Now, is he gonna turn and join House of Black? No, he's gonna fight this shit off because he's the goddamn redeemer. Yeah. You know, not everybody falls to the mist. Julia fell for it. She wasn't strong enough to fight it off. But Miro will fight it off. They'll they'll play it up. He's just he's just selling the gimmick right now. Attention to detail is all the eyeglasses were. That's it. Well, you know who got missed it in the face tonight? Sting got missed it in the face. He did. Is, is that is that going to mean anything for Sting? Is Sting going to potentially uh, turn to the dark side? Is Sting going to turn on Darby Allen because he got misted in the face by Malachi Black? Yeah, I know. Sting is also a, a tough one, man. He's a veteran. He could probably be fighting off as well. You know, they they gotta they gotta sell it. They gotta they gotta continue to sell the gimmick. I mean, them getting missed in the face and then just coming back the next week is like taking someone's finisher, then jumping up and then pointing at them and then walking out of the ring. Yeah. Miro versus Brody King sounds like a damn good idea to me. Well, Miro versus Malachi Black sounds like a damn good idea to me too. So, uh, Miro or, 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 versus, or just a triple a, a trios match between the two teams, you know. Miro versus anyone right now sounds good to me. Get this guy on my TV. And here we were, Jesse. We were uh, pretty much contemplating what's next for Miro. Warlow won the TNT title. Uh, Miro didn't re- really win the All Atlantic title. What's next for Miro? This is a great direction. We were worried about what the direction for Miro was going to be. And now he is in something with the House of Black. The House of Black is getting a lot of TV time as of late. 
This is perfect. Tony Khan's doing a great job here. It is. It is. I mean, he he's he's made some questionable creative decisions, but um, they're not all bad. You know, they're not all bad. They, these 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 are these are coming up roses, man. Um, there's you, you really can't at this point. At that, I'm not saying it's impossible, but at this stage, as long as you're careful, you really can't mess up Miro. No, the guy is over like fucking over, man. I don't care what you do and make him heal. I don't care, baby face, whatever. Tweener, I mean, he's gonna get I me. Mean, the guy is loved, so put him on TV and put him in something meaningful, and you're doing just fine. I mean, the reaction he got tonight was uh, crazy in Atlanta. Yes. He is, yes. he is mega, he is mega, mega, mega over. Yes, this guy is awesome, man. The other big thing that happened tonight is Jungle Boy has returned, hair and all. Hair looks as magnificent as ever, Jungle Boy. Best hair in the business. He's back. He had a steel chair in hand. And Jesse and I, and I think most of the community can say that Christian Cage has been probably the best part of AEW Dynamite. Now, with the absence of Danielson... And Punk and Cole and MJF, his promo ability and his level of fucking healness, the fact that he can really play the role of a prick so well has been so great for AEW television. And he brought Luchasaurus with him, Jesse, the dark Luchasaurus, this cane-like aura to Luchasaurus, the fire and the dark mask and the dark uh, outfit. He was, uh, to me, the presentation of Luchasaurus was incredible. I I I loved everything about it, and I had... Very, very, very high hopes and big potential for it if they wanted to really pursue that any further than they did tonight. So with Jungle Boy coming back, Luchasaurus was in question. Who does he side with? Does he side with Christian or does he side with Jungle Boy? And seemingly, I don't know if if you feel the same way, Jesse. I don't know if he really sided with Jungle Boy or just opted to move out of the way and just kind of not get involved. But how did you take Luchasaurus stepping away so that Jungle Boy may go after Christian Cage as he chased him up the uh, up into the crowd and into the mezzanine. Okay, so this is one instance, I think probably the very, very first instance where we need to legitimately and actually not being a troll here, seriously, let it play out. Because, yeah. because if, if Luchasaurus actually does go back to Jungle Boy, and then this was completely stupid. But like you said, if you just stepped aside and let him go, and then, like, come next week or whatever the case may be, he shows his true colors and he's actually still with Christian, then okay. Then okay. You know, but if this was all a rouge by Luchasaurus to to then just go back to Jungle Boy when he comes back, and I'm gonna call this pretty damn stupid, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't see why I don't see why they would waste this fucking great singles uh role for him that they've put together, this, this whole package. I mean, I didn't really I didn't really even contemplate the level of of you know character that Luchasaurus was potentially going to embark on as as a solo act, but I mean they fucking nailed it, Jesse. And and, and to get rid of all that after uh, just a couple of weeks now because Jungle Boy is back, I don't really think that's the right move. I mean, this this is something that I look at for Luchasaurus that could be a career game changer for him. Yeah, yeah. That That's why that's why I'm literally, literally on the side of letting this play out to see because the the payoff is not over yet. This is like, this would be the same as like if 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 Jungle Boy came out to the top of the ramp 
and they all stared at him. And then we went to commercial break and then they were gone and we were on to the next segment. To me, that segment never really paid off. Yeah. It never really paid. It's, it's just to be continued to next week for right now. So I'm going to let it play out. I'm, I want to see where they go with it because great idea is having him stay heel with Christian. Bad idea is having him go back to baby face with Jungle Boy. Yeah, uh, just the level of heel that Christian is, it could be a, a complete ruse on his behalf as well. Maybe Luchasaurus is playing Jungle Boy, and next week he aligns himself and really never left uh, Christian's side, and maybe we'll get the explanation as to why Christian lured Luchasaurus over to his side in the first place. But it could be a complete ruse on Christian's behalf with what Luchasaurus did tonight. Who knows? Could be, could be. And 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 just from the the nuclear heat that Sammy and Tay Conti get for their relationship going to to TV, I don't think we're gonna get Jungle Boy and and AJ on no, TV. No, no, I don't. I mean, it's it sucks every every which way, no matter yeah. who it is. I mean, yeah. You know, remember, yeah they, remember back in the day when Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were on fucking TV tag team matching, and Vince uh, they they brought all that to to television. I mean, it was nauseating. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. No, it it's, never works out. No, it, it, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, I guess if, I mean, like, um, if we get, if we get Miro and, and, and what's her name? CJ. See, if yeah. we get Miro and CJ Perry, that works. I mean, because she's coming in as a manager role and she's coming in as a, as a non-wrestling role and everything like that. Yep. So I'm not worried about looking at mixed tag team matches with Miro and, and CJ. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, when they and that that really wasn't it, man. Sammy and and Tay were just fucking cringe, man. They were just cringe on social media. They were cringe about how they announced this whole relationship. They were cringe about how Sammy proposed to Pam and then took it all back on TV. On you know, it, it was all cringe from the get go. But I, but just by that whole experience, I don't think we're gonna get another couple's. Uh, coming up on TV again for a while. No, I don't, I don't really care to say it. I, I mean, I just throw it out as an idea, potentially, if you wanted yeah. to do Anna Jay and Tay Conti feuding. But, yeah, I, I'm done with that. I, I would rather not see that type of stuff on TV anyway. But, yeah, let it play out with Christian. Uh, it could be a complete ruse on his end anyway with what Luchasaurus did tonight. But it looks like we're getting uh, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy for All Out, so I'm pleased with that. And I'm glad that he's back because he's, uh, he's, some, he's somebody that is a big deal in this company. He makes the show better. He's uh, beloved and... Uh, his absence definitely was was missed as well. So I'm glad that he's back. Yeah. Now, I'm going to hold you to the fucking fire now because you've made a statement a little bit ago that you said Jungle Boy has best hair in the business. Yeah. Who has the best hair, Jungle Boy or AJ Styles? Jungle Boy. No doubt about it. Wow. Yeah. But you that's said a, that's an AJ. You said AJ had the best hair in the business. Well, Issa thinks AJ has the most magnificent hair, man. That's not that's that's not my my opinion. Oh, okay. I'm going with Jungle right. Boy, man. Bro, listen, man. You can't. You, you know, you, nobody could do those curls like Jungle Boy, bro. Come on. <laughs> you know, uh, he, he he wakes up like that every morning, man. It's like uh, it's like fucking hair from the heavens. You know, bro. You have an impeccable ability to judge male hair. Yes, because I don't have any. Yeah, maybe. Or I'm maybe losing mine. It. Maybe. Now that we that could, could joke about it, you know? That could be it. That could be a reason. I mean, it could be a... I'm looking like could... old man Winter over here with the fucking gray in my beard, man. Look at my fucking... Look at my beard. <laughs> Jesus, I might as well fucking be uh, uh, Wizard 2.0. I might as well be Jericho's apprentice at this point. Look, man, I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, we're not talking another, like, Tony Storm foot fetish thing, you know? I, I still... <laughs> 
Bro, what is with the feet, man? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like feet. Okay. Okay. And I'm not subscribed to our OnlyFans, man. I don't, Tony I don't, Storm made ten thousand dollars off of her feet, and you telling me you didn't give a single penny to that? No. Not at all. Now you're just going to lie to my face, man. Go ahead and with the show, man. Not at Go all. ahead. Not at all. Listen, guys, we're going to talk about the rest of Dynamite tonight. Uh, hopefully, uh, the mu- I think I fixed the music thing as well. So you guys got you guys got to let me know in the chat if the music is playing because uh, I know I'm in Jersey right now. I'm at my other apartment in Jersey. So uh, this particular instance is something that's been troubling me over here. So if the music is playing, let me know, okay? I'm going to leave it on for now. If you guys hear me and the music, that would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, thank you guys so very much for joining us on this Wednesday night. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206. That's my at on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and you guys can find me on Cameo as well. There's no music. Yes, there is. There's music? I All right, get, uh, get Kurt Meister out of the chat. Get him out of here. Fucking trolls. This is why I'm going... Uh, this is why I'm going VIP only on Sunday nights, man. Get the fuck out of here. Um, all right, music is playing. Good. So you guys can follow us on social media. Make sure you guys go follow Jesse on social media as well. That's uh, at Chi-Town Smark. Jesse, what's going on with uh, AEW Dark, man? You guys can go follow Jesse on YouTube as well. Chi-Town Smark on YouTube. Did we see Parker Boudreaux yet, bro? Not yet, man. But we did have a... Remember last week we had a fucking damn near... Damn near two, two and a half hour dark. We had another one yesterday, man. We had Jesus Christ, dude. Dude, dark was almost. Um, it was almost two hours, man. It was almost two. It was about that's about a good hour and forty five minutes, bro. Holy God, man. It was so no Parker Boudreaux, man. I may actually have to uh, check this out to see what he's got, what he's got going on over there. Nah, nah, nah. I don't know what that guy's going on. I, I feel so, I feel so bad for guys like him. Who was who were brought in under extremely special circumstances and and, and had a following and, and was promised a big push and now he's out there in an industry where he's not familiar with and left to thrive and figure shit out on his own in the indies. Yes, he was a part of the NIL program and now he's an independent professional wrestler, bro. This is sucks. this is not what he does. He has, he's not familiar. He has to get acclimated with the indies. He doesn't know what the fuck to do out there, man. No. That's, that's, that sucks, dude. It's, it's, to me, it's the equivalent of getting the kitten, declawing it, and then releasing it into the wild. Yeah. Unable to defend it fucking self. Yeah. He'll be fine, though. I think he'll be fine. Guys, I'm not mentioning J-Rod. Guys, no. Who the no, fuck is no. J-Rod? Bro. Bro. Who's J-Rod, bro? J-Rod is that, is he related to Ezekiel? No, man. J-Rod is a she. Oh, she's a she. Who is she? Well, put it like this. Do I need to know her? Uh, For what reasons? Maybe we need a new bartender in the beer garden, man. I don't know. She would definitely be an awesome bartender. Okay, the there you go. Absolutely. You got to get her my, you got to get her, uh, her resume in, bro. Yeah, man. She, um, let's just put it like this. She got four tacos on my stream. And she could not wrestle worth a damn. Oh, she's a wrestler. Okay. She got four tacos. She got tacos. four tacos, and she's a terrible professional wrestler. Terrible. Dude, I had to fight. Someone gave her five. Someone gave her five tacos, and she's a terrible professional wrestler. Terrible.
There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. I gotta terrible. look. I, was she on dark? I gotta look this up. She was on dark. Okay. She was on dark. Okay. But boy, 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 was she getting some goddamn attention, man. Is she built like Nikita Lyons? She can give Nikita a run for the money, man. Really? We can give her a Nikita. Nikita has a beat now. Nikita has okay. a beat. But J Rod came out of nowhere, bro. We were like, holy. All what right. The? I gotta check this out. So you guys can go follow Jesse on YouTube. He does AEW Dark uh, live watch-alongs and on Rampage as well on Friday night. So you guys can go check him out. Uh, He'll link the uh, YouTube channel in the comment section right now in the live stream chat. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys hit that join button. We got three new members tonight. Thank you guys very much. We're going VIP only chat on Sunday night. From this point on... Because uh, I think it's a great idea, and it's a great way to eliminate the trolls on Sunday night. So if you guys want to do VIP chat and be a part of the VIP section on the flagship podcast every Sunday, make sure you guys go and hit that join button. Also, I think next Thursday, for at least two hours, i got to check my schedule. Thursday night, around 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we're going to be drinking some old fashions, and we're going to be doing a live VIP hangout for members only. This is SummerSlam week, so make sure you guys go and hit that VIP section, man. Some cool shit coming to the VIP section. Go check out all the other content that you might have missed on the channel. Everything you need is linked on the homepage. Monday Night Raw, there was an extra yesterday about Kenny Omega's imminent return, a big storyline planned for him, and how WWE is not happy right now with SummerSlam. So go check all that stuff out. I see 587, uh, 589 likes now in the live stream chat, man. I need a thousand minimum. Like 813 car guy says, man, we need a thousand minimum on the live stream. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Helps me out tremendously. Get those super chats in. Always, always, always great to see some super chats roll on in, man. Get them on in. We'll hang out with our cold beverages at the end of the show. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Monk Pack. If you guys don't know what Monk Pack is, man, you need to start knowing because nutrition in the morning, man, is the way to go, man. And you're going to get that by Monk Pack. The keto granola bars and nut and seed breakfast bars, man. It is awesome. We'll talk about my great friends over at Monk Pack a little bit later on in the show. And I want to thank them for sponsoring tonight's OTS for this Dynamite host show 
Barbed wire everywhere on tonight's Dynamite. All right, Jesse, let's get into the start of the show. Like we talked about already, Brody King and Darby Allen. This was a absolute fucking slaughtering of Darby Allen tonight. So I loved everything about this as we talked about already. We're going to pick it up right after the commercial break here. Brody King absolutely demolishing Darby at this point. Darby used a belt, I believe his belt, his own belt, to trip up Brody King and stop the offensive onslaught here. Took King down by tying the belt around his ankles, pulled him outside to the floor, took him out with a fucking ridiculous suicide dive. My God, man. Back inside, he went for a couple of coffin splashes. King caught him in that absolutely devastating sleeper hole, tied him up in a tree of woe. Darby avoided the cannonball splash, hit a code red for a near fall. Darby locked on an inverted Nelson before transitioning his uh, uh, submission move into a sleeper, which Brody King broke out of by cannonballing him into the corner, which looked great. They fought on the apron where King locked on the sleeper and dropped him to the floor, and that was just the same thing that he did in the Battle Royal, basically the same spot there. The sleeper dropped him to the floor just like in that Royal Rampage Battle Royal. Darby made it back into the ring at a nine count. King immediately grabbed Darby and hit an absolutely fucking sickening gonzo bomb for the win. Darby's going to be feeling that one in the morning tomorrow. One, two, three. Uh, he's going to be feeling everything in this match after what Brody King did to him tonight. One, two, three after the gonzo bomb. And that was it for Brody King to get the victory. After the match, King kind of uh, baited Sting, who was out there, by attacking Darby. Sting came out, and he got his wish, did Brody. Rushed to the ring, had King in position for a scorpion death drop, and then all of a sudden the lights went out, and we see Malachi in the ring again face-to-face with Sting. King grabbed him from behind, and Black shot the black mist in Sting's face as Sting passed out. Then Miro came out, and he stopped short right at the middle of the ramp, and he looked. Brody King and Malachi were looking on. They were discussing why he's out there. All Miro did, Jesse, was stand there with the shades on, One lens was clear, the other was black, and everybody's talking now. Where is Miro going to align himself? Is it going to be with Sting and Darby, or is it going to be with the House of Black? This is really, really good shit. I'm just glad that Miro is in something really cool. I'm glad that the House of Black is on TV in a prominent role and looking like a dominant uh, faction that they should have been booked like from the very beginning. And I'm very intrigued with Sting getting involved with these guys, man. I think that's the kicker for me right there. That is, man. It's, you know, Sting has been doing his thing in AEW. He's been, you know, doing his big spots, and he's been picking and choosing them wisely. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that much, you know. He's not uh, he's not over, he's, he's not overproduced. He's not uh, oversaturated, you know. So I'm enjoying everything about Sting. So if they're getting ready to go into a little bit of a different direction with him, let's see what they get. I, I kind of, I, I think I'm kind of liking it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is great stuff and uh, definitely intriguing. So we will see how this all plays out with Miro, uh, if he's going to align with the House of Black, which he probably will not. It really doesn't fit his vibe. Uh, Miro is just going to be a a rogue, a solo guy, and um, he'll probably end up aligning himself with Darby and Sting. But the thing that Jesse said earlier in the podcast, Miro versus anybody, really. Miro versus Brody King, give it to me, inject it in my fucking blood. Uh, Malachi versus Miro, inject it. Uh, even Buddy Matthews, when he gets back, give it to me. Give me Buddy Matthews versus Darby. Fuck it. You know, yeah. uh, there's so many great potential matches to come out of these two uh, groups of guys. 
uh, getting in there together. It is very exciting. Good shit. Yeah. This guy's at it again, man. Who? The 813 car guy. 813 car guy with another $50 super chat. Oh, my goodness, man. Look at this fucking guy. This guy's at it again. This guy's amazing. Brother, listen, man. Thank you so much for your generosity tonight, man. You're really, you're really making the stream that much better tonight, man. I appreciate you very much. And we will, we will go over all the super chats. We will read every single one of them at the end of the show. So keep them, uh, keep them coming. Get them on in. We go to the next segment of the show, and Tony Schiavone's backstage, Jesse, with Cole Carter. Now, if you guys don't know who Cole Carter is, he was a part of Tony D'Angelo's uh, family in NXT, on NXT 2.0. He was Troy Two Dimes Donovan on NXT. Jesse's favorite show, I heard, NXT 2.0. Jesse has no, no fucking idea who he is. No idea what language we're speaking right now. <laughs> I'm I'm busy trying to send you. There we go. I sent you a link to Dark, and the starting point of that link should be at the J Rod match. Oh, uh, okay. So right, you texted me. Let's let let's see. Let me see who this J Rod is before we uh before so, so we right move on into it. the stream. Let's see. Hold yeah. on. I'm probably gonna get an ad. I got a fucking ad. Now I gotta wait five seconds. Not me, man. I, I have YouTube Premium. I, I don't I don't pay for that. I watch too much fucking YouTube to not. Let's see. Let's let's see J Rod. Uh, she got the curly hair. Yeah. 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 That's her. Not Mercedes Martinez. Bro, uh, J Rod is Tony Brown approved. Tony Brown quality, bro. That's uh, that's all I need to tell you right there. Tony Brown approved, man. Tony man. Brown will be proud. Uh, moving on, uh, moving on here with the rest of the show. Shivani was backstage with uh, Cole Carter. He was uh, formerly Troy Two Dimes Donovan on Jesse's favorite NXT 2.0. And Ricky Starks interrupted him along with Powerhouse Hobbs. Starks says he's been the FTW champion for over a year for a reason, and he doesn't see that changing tonight. He said Carter might be the future, but he's swimming with the Sharks now. Why he said that, if everybody uh, kind of missed that one and it went over your head, Tony D'Angelo threw him into the East River on NXT 2.0, and he said uh, he is now sleeping with the fishes because that's what he he got whacked. He got whacked on NXT 2.0. So the reason why he got fired from NXT 2.0 and then they wrote him off and killed him on the show was because he failed the drug test, which nobody understands why. It was his first violation, and they fucking fired him. And now here he is on AEW television, I guess getting a tryout, and he's working dark. I believe he's actually... Uh, being paired up with Parker Boudreaux in an upcoming AEW Dark uh, taping that we'll see in the next week or so. But he's there, and Ricky Starks mentioned something that we saw on NXT 2.0. So we have NXT lore on AEW television. So we got this, and Carter's not going the after the— time. No, not the first time. Um, Carter's going after the FTW title. Now, I will have a little bit more to say on the FTW title— and I want to see what Jesse thinks about where that potentially could be going into All Out. So uh, a very interesting situation uh, with the FTW title. Not a title recognized by AEW, as you guys know, but uh, Jesse did mention something, I believe it was last week or the week before that, that uh, would be perfect for the FTW title, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Wheeler Yuta 
And John Moxley, Wheel of Utah, is defending that ROH Pure Championship because Daniel Garcia on uh, Saturday night at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very much looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be a sleeper of the entire night. And I, I tell you what, man, I'm going with Daniel Garcia winning that Pure Championship. I don't know about you. Nah, man, you you the you the get the nod, but look, but look, who can? I mean, no one's wrong in that one. No, man. no, anyone could win that and be okay. I mean, it's there, no one's wrong in that one. You know? No, not at all. So I mean, I don't know. Are, are you gonna are you gonna cover this show or what's going I'm on? I'm going Saturday? live after uh, Ring of Honor on Saturday night. Okay, all right, cool. If you want to be there with me, you're more than welcome. <sighs> I don't know, man. Uh, you let me know. I'll let you know. You let me know. We got the Blackpool Combat Club here, Moxley and Yuta versus the Best Friends. I am not really the biggest Best Friends fan, okay? I, I'm not really big on the Best Friends. I think Trent is great, but I loved what I saw from them tonight, man. It was a little bit more of uh, of an intense, you know, down and dirty. We got to fucking, you know, actually go out there and just fucking wrestle Best Friends, man. No joking around or anything. It was legitimately straight-edged. You know, a fight out there with the best friends. I thought they looked great tonight against the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, that's my thing about the best friends, man. They remind me of a um, the best friends. The I, I think the best way to put it for me is they remind me of AEW's version of New Day. Because yeah, I can see that. While they're out there, you know, being silly with these with these skits and these gimmicks and BTE and everything else, you get them in the ring and they're all fucking business, man. Yeah. They all, they, man, they know how to fucking work. I mean, so, um, but their, their gimmicks is hard to take them seriously. They got out there coming out with, you know, with their moms and shit and then doing, you know, bits on BTE and hanging with orange Cassidy. So I could see how it'd be hard to take them seriously. But when you, when the bell rings, you know, they can go. Yeah. So, Man, they kind of remind me of the New Day in that in that regard. I could see that. That's uh, that's quite the compliment there too, because the New Day is uh, a Hall of Fame tag team. So, mm-hmm. um, Blackpool Combat Club in this match with the best friends. I, I didn't really, I didn't really know why this match was booked on the show, but uh, I, I I got to thinking, you know, this was more of a showcase for Willie Yuta. He's got a big title match coming up on Saturday, so you know, you throw Moxley out there as well, the interim AEW champion. Uh, it's always great to see the Blackpool Combat Club. So it was more probably in line with uh, Wheeler Yuta just getting a nice showcase on TV, getting a, a victory here before the Saturday's pay-per-view. So that's all per- That's all it pretty much was. But this was a fun tag team match. Really, really uh, straightforward, excellent wrestling in this thing. Best friends were just beating down Yuta. They continued to isolate Yuta here. Moxley got a hot tag. He laid in some hammer and anvil elbows on Trent, and then he tossed Chuck E.T. over the timekeeper's table. Back inside, he counted a dive into a cutter, which looked great for a two-count. Moxley kicked Trent's head in and tagged in Yuta for a double team. Chuck E.T. broke it up uh, and hit what he calls the awful waffle on Moxley, then a uh, a second one on Yuta. Beretta hit uh, one of his own on Yuta and got a near fall on Wheeler. Best friends wanted the strong zero, but Yuta fought out, hit a German. Trent came back with a crunchy, and Moxley broke it up uh, with a big knee. And then Trent uh, took Yuta. He prevented Yuta from making the tag to Moxley once again. Chucky e. T uh, tagged in and ran right into a jumping guillotine from Wheeler Yuta. Moxley then took out Trent. Chucky e. T fought out of the guillotine with a suplex, and Yuta surprised Chucky e. T with a. Uh, Pinning uh, combination there for the one, two, three, and Wheeler Yuta gets the victory before his match against Daniel Garcia on Saturday. After the match, Daniel Garcia was shown 
looking on backstage. So there you have it, the Blackpool Combat Club. Always great to see them on television and another victory for them. It looks like they'll be, uh, bro, it looks like everybody in the Blackpool Combat Club, minus Brian Danielson, will be a champion. And there will be two world champions at the end of Saturday in the Blackpool Combat Club because I'm absolutely taking uh, Claudio to beat Jonathan Gresham on Saturday. And I think that's the right decision right there. It, it is, um, I don't know, it, it, it is and it's not, I mean, for me, but I think it is. I mean, for, I mean, for, it, it's, I mean, for personal reasons, I think it is. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say for any other reason, I would say Gresham should be champion longer to establish, you know, him as champion in ROH and everything. If he comes over and then loses it, as soon as they get into the AEW lore, it just doesn't make him look bad. It kind of makes him look bad. But me personally, I would much rather see Claudio as champion than, than I mean, he's... He just he to me he feels like more of a champion and he's very yeah. ROH himself. So, yes, he, yes, know. he is. I, I know. I know. I know what you're saying about Gresham because he, he you know, honestly, realistically, he's he's held that championship for about nine, ten months now. You yeah. know, so and he just yeah. turned heel with Tully. So I get I get what you're saying there, but you know, right. w- with, with Claudio, I mean, he's such a recognizable name. He's ingrained in the lore of Ring of Honor. He's a, a former yeah. WWE superstar. He's over here in AEW killing it already in less than a month. He's been in some tremendous matches already. And they're putting him in this role. We, we kind of alluded to this before he even made the jump to AEW. Like, he would be perfect for Ring of Honor. He would be the perfect guy yeah. at the top of the card for Ring of Honor. And now, now we're getting it potentially with him wrestling Gresham, which should be a great match on Saturday. But the thing is, with, with Ring of Honor potentially going... Uh, to uh, get a TV deal, or maybe Tony Khan is still in negotiations for possible Ring of Honor TV deal and getting TV rights for Ring of Honor. You know, it, it makes sense to have all of your chips in place, like Claudio as the world champion. You got FTR as the tag team champions. You know, uh, Mercedes Martinez or Serena Deeb, two recognizable ladies with years of experience uh, as your women's champion. Then you got uh, somebody like a Wheeler Yuta or Daniel Garcia, who's uh, been all over AEW television. You know, he wants to make the product as attractive as possible so that when he goes and negotiates a TV rights deal, you got you, you got Claudio as your world champion. You can't get any better than that. And he's fucking perfect for it. He never won a world, champion, a world championship, so it sets up a great story for him. Yeah, I think it's also a pretty awesome little uh, FU to uh, Vince McMahon in that interview. Yes, that's the most important. Austin. That's the most, most important. important part. Because yeah. no fan... No fan of pro wrestling agreed with that take on on Cesaro. No, no one. How could you? No one agreed with that take. So, um, I could see him coming over and then within weeks becoming a world champion to just to stick it to him. I mean, I, I would. I would totally would do it uh, just because of that myself. Fuck everything else I just said. Yeah, yeah. You know? I would. He deserves it. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time where we are going to get into a discussion on uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee because it is time to talk about their tag team championship celebration. Shivani's out there, and he introduced Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. They came out walking by a table with cake and champagne on it. I don't know who baked the cake. It wasn't Titus, but it looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Stop you right there. Anybody who does not know... You see a cake in pro wrestling. Or food in general. Or food in general, anywhere near ringside, that shit is going in someone's face. Yes. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. All the time. And if it doesn't, then I'm pissed. Someone better be taking that shit into the face. 
Oh, we'll get to that part. But uh, Swerve is out there with Keith Lee. He uh, pointed to the crowd. Uh, Kevin Gates, a uh, multi-platinum artist, rapper. Kevin Gates is in the front row. Keith Lee asked Gates about when he's dropping the deluxe version of his latest album. Gates indicated with his fingers it won't be too long. Lee thanked everybody. He handed the mic to Swerve because he says uh, Swerve is getting all the spotlight here. So uh, Swerve says, take off your jacket, Keith. Take it off. And then Taz was like, leave it on, leave it on, Keith, leave it on. Lee went back to thanking the fans, and uh, he thanked everybody for helping the team get to the heights of the tag team championships in AEW. Lee says he and Swerve don't look down, so reach up if you want a title shot. He suggested a toast with Swerve, and then all of a sudden, Mark Sterling interrupted on the microphone, and he walked down to the ring with Tony Nese. Sterling talked about how most of the locker room has signed his petition to ban Swerve, from AEW, and Tony Nese actually, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, he took uh, a little glass of champagne there. He likes his cold beverages, this Tony Nese. That's great. He was looking at the cake, too. He was eyeing that cake. He licked his finger, licked the little cake, cake frosting there. So I guess he was hungry and thirsty by the time he came out there. Um, Sterling says he wanted Gates to sign the petition. The rapper, Gates, sitting at ringside. He didn't trust him. He got in his face. Gates then leapt over the barricade. Sterling threatened to sue Gates. Nice stepped in between them, and Gates absolutely walloped Tony Nice in the face with a uh, a right hand. No sold the entire fucking thing, did uh, did Gates? He looked like he legitimately punched Tony Nice. Swerve picked up the cake, and then, like Jesse said, threw the cake in the face of Mark Sterling. So that was your championship celebration. But the thing is, Jesse, I was on Twitter today, and I, and I know we talked about this before the show went on the air tonight. Uh, me and you, uh, there was a clip from. Uh, I believe the Corners podcast. I don't know uh, where this show emanates from or who's hosting the show, but I seen a clip of it. Swerve was talking you for one second before yeah. we get into that part. I think yeah. we're gonna go into a different tangent once we start that. Yeah, I have no idea who the fuck uh, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates is. I don't know either. Not a single clue. But we got you Jermaine Dupree out there before. Oh, I, I, I know, I know, I know. JD, the original JD. Yeah, is <laughs> all. But yes, Jade Cargill did not mention me on TV tonight. It was uh, nope, Jermaine Dupree. If you put a gun to my head and said you die if you get it wrong or $10 million if you get it right, I could not name you a single lyric or a single song that he's ever done. Nothing. Not a I don't single, know either. Not a clue. I'm not ashamed about that either. I mean, that's... Uh, I don't know if I should be ashamed about it or what. I don't know if he's that well-known and I'm just a simp for not knowing or if, if this was just this guy's a nobody. I have no clue who this guy is, bro. <laughs> no idea who he is, man. So, but, oh, well, let's go. Well, he gave a right hand to Tony Nese. Anyway, uh, there was a clip today from the Corners podcast about Swerve. He was interviewed on their podcast. And uh, Swerve mentioned me by name. He mentioned me by name. He says he, he has his eyes and his ears to everything in the community. He sees everything, and he's taking receipts on everybody and everything that they say, Jesse. I was mentioned in the same line with Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful and Jim Cornette. Put a smile on my face that I was even fucking mentioned by Swerve, so I must be doing something right. Um, the discussion was, and Swerve was upset, because he feels like him and Keith Lee got a bad rap from the fans. Why is it that people are complaining that we are tag team champions? And here you guys have Kenny Omega 
and Adam Page, who are legitimately two singles wrestlers holding the tag team championships like me and Keith Lee are. And it's all of a sudden a problem for me and Keith Lee to be holding the titles, but they held the titles for as long as they did, and nobody complained about anything. Jesse, I, I don't ever remember complaining about Keith Lee and, and Swerve Strickland being a tag team. I don't remember complaining about them being the tag team champions, and I certainly wouldn't even compare the two teams, them with Omega and Page. That is a completely separate topic of discussion and should not even be in the same line of discussion when comparing Swerve and Keith Lee because what they did, and we talked about this for fucking weeks, bro, what Omega and Page did was develop and build the entire tag team division to where you see it now. So that Swerve and Keith Lee could hold the tag team championships as singles, guys. They were given the belts to make everybody in the division better. The only thing that you and I complained about last week was the two different directions for storylines. It seemed like AEW and Tony Khan abandoned storylines. FTR and the Bucks looked like we were going to get that at all out. And then Keith Cut Lee... Keith, titles. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee and, and Swerve breaking up. And, and all of that seemingly was dropped last week. And apparently the plan was all along for them to win the tag team titles. Great. I'm glad that they're tag team champions. It makes them uh, get more TV time, and it puts uh, everybody that complained about them. Uh, you know, oh, the, the, Tony Khan's going to bury these guys. They're not getting TV time. Ha, ha, ha. The, these are not game changers. You know, everybody gets their foot in their mouth now because now they're successful. So I, I don't I don't see all, all, all the bullshit that we got last week, Jesse. We didn't say anything negative. We were just complaining about the creative aspect of it. No, and 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 to and to anyone in a locker room who may or may not be watching this live or in a clip, it is very easy. This we do about two to two and a half hours an evening to cover a show. Yeah, I promise you, it is very, very, very easy to open an app, clip twenty seconds, post it, and then you get the wrong idea of what my take is i live through it every fucking week you have to listen to at the very least at least the entire segment at least the entire segment of the part that's about you i said i mean it was last week one of the first things i said was i love this main event you know i love this and i love this and i love this then i said but there were some things i didn't understand or i didn't agree yes. with and this is what these things are and i went into yes. them Somebody went and said, well, gee, well, Jesse just brought the whole damn show down with complaining. Yeah, and then today I got, oh, well, you were so apathetic last week to the entire thing. What the fuck does apathetic have to do with anything compared to us talking about two different creative directions that weren't even fucking viable before the match even started? Like, we didn't, nobody yeah. thought they were going to win the tag team titles, but you know what? Jesse and I are glad that they won the tag team championships because we actually like both Keith Lee and Swerve, and we want nothing but success for them coming from where they came from. Jesse and I defended both of them being buried over where they were. Yeah, it, they, they did. I mean, I, I literally said, I'm going to wait and see where they're going with this tag team because I want to see what kind of direction they go with it and everything else, but... But right now, I like what's going on. I like what they're doing with it. I kind of see what kind of dynamic they develop. I remember saying those exact same words. And now they've given us some dynamic. They've given us some story with it. We see, like, the, the tension here, the pullback, and they go yep. forward. 
that that's a storyline. And I even said, okay, well, now they have something going with it. Let's see what's going on. And the one thing, but the one thing I didn't like was the hot shot in the titles. They just gave those titles to the Young Bucks. Now they're moving them again. I'm a little confused on where they're going with this. So that was my entire complaint. Hooligram, I do not like NASCAR. Hooligram, I'm starting to think you are a mental case, bro. <laughs> I'm starting to think there's something wrong with you. I posted something about seeing the Goodyear blimp over the city today because I heard in the news that NASCAR was, um, that, that, that the mayor announced that NASCAR was coming to Chicago. Great. It's good. I mean, I like the attention coming to the city. I mean, I like it. Some, right, let's go to, let's new, go to NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, I mean something, something better than someone getting killed in Chicago. I like seeing headlines like that. I don't fucking watch NASCAR. But it's, a, I mean, I know it's got a big follow. I don't disrespect sports or activities where they have a huge fucking following like that. Dude, don't, don't shit on somebody's, I mean, you don't know. It might be fucking fun. I mean, I don't have any, I like cars. I like fast cars. I might like NASCAR, but I don't watch NASCAR. I don't know Bro, what the fuck every, NASCAR everybody in the community was, was, was stifled a little bit by the creative decision last week. It wasn't just us. There was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, yeah. talk about, oh, I thought we were getting FTR and the Young Bucks at all. It seemingly yeah. looked like that was the direction that they were going in. And now we know it's not because they're going to go and do something else. And Omega is due to come back, and he may be around for All Out, and we may be getting a big storyline as reported by Meltzer with Kenny Omega. Nobody knows what that is. But the thing with Keith Lee and Swerve is, you know, after looking back at it, I'm glad that they're tag team champions because, you know, I would love to see a tag team match between those two and Hobbs and Ricky Starks. I think that would be tremendous. And and it also keeps Keith Lee and Swerve in, in something uh, of a priority on television and it gives them a little bit more flexibility in, in their storyline as well because now they're tag team champions it's going to make whoever turns on who because you know it's coming it's going yeah. to make whoever turns on who a, a little bit more of a bigger deal and they're both tremendous professional wrestlers so yeah. th- they are they are they are two guys that are going to do those tag team titles proud jesse and i were never upset that they won the tag team championships i think it's silly to compare them to Omega and Paige, I would not compare the two because it's two totally different uh, reasons why they were made tag team champions. I, I yeah. get, I get that you see that they're that they're all four singles guys, but it's not it's not the same thing. It's not. No, no, I, I, I don't I don't I don't get that comparison at all. No, not at all. And like we said, we talked before the show, and you know, we, we said. I mean, we even we legitimately said like I don't know what this pairing of Omega and Hangman is about when you get all of these tag teams, but then we said, okay, now we seem to do them. They're 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 bringing the attention to the main event and the tag team titles at the same time, and when yes. they drop them, the titles will be that much more important. And blah blah blah. And I get it. We question that tag team. Yeah. So to Swerve, who might be listening, or somebody might want to clip some more shit for him, we did question that tag team. Yeah. You weren't listening. You probably got a clip of something, and you fucking ran. Out of, I mean, bro. The show is about two and a half to three hours long at times. I'm not saying you should watch the whole thing, but I'm saying if you get something in a clip, you should probably go back and take a look at the whole this, segment at the very least. This show is notorious for being clipped and being completely taken out of context because everybody's got a fucking a, a, an agenda against me and they want to make me look bad for something that I, that, or Jesse, uh, that didn't say, we, well, that wasn't said on this show. Jesse and I didn't say anything even remotely close to that. So, you know, it has nothing to do with us not being happy that they won the tag team championships. It's our job to, to create 
topical discussions based on the creative that we see. And to put this other shit to rest, you know, Swerve has me blocked for whatever reason uh, because of what I said uh, about uh, Hit Row when they got called up to SmackDown. You know, I I saw the writing on the wall and I knew exactly how they would be booked going to SmackDown with Bruce Prichard in charge, and that's all I was trying to relay to the audience. You know, I I made a fucking joke out of it, which I usually do a lot of things on this show. I called them shit row because Bruce Prichard was going to turn them into fucking shit row. They weren't going to be hit row anymore. I was Jesse and I. Jesse and I watched yeah. NXT when they were on NXT. We loved the group on NXT. We yeah. thought they should have been in NXT. It was Triple H's uh, thing. It was a Triple H creation. Then when they got called up to the main roster, I got fucking clipped out of context again. I got called a racist for all the shit that I said about hit row because uh, of they, them getting called up to the main roster. And they got fired six weeks later. So I was justified and I was proven right. That doesn't mean I didn't want to see them succeed. I just didn't think that getting called up to the main roster was going to be a good deal for them based on who was creatively writing the show. So then I got, I got, I got picked on for it, and he blocked me for it. You know, and, and I don't know if he's ever going to catch wind of this. He probably won't, but I, no, apo- no. I apologize. You know, I, I'm just doing my job. I'm supposed to spit facts, and I'm supposed to give people what they want to hear, and that's exactly what I saw, and I'm not going to hold back on something like that. No, and while we at it, I was going to mention this a little bit later in the show. Um, towards the end, but I'll just bring this up now. And this was not pre-discussed before the show, by the way, but there is a lot of negativity floating through social media and things like that about my guy over here in New York, man. And just let me explain something to everybody here. We joke, we kid, you know, we banter, we bust balls, and we do what friends do to each other, but I need the people who like to uh, slide into my DMs and or into my stream and try to badmouth my... Don't do it. Don't do it. JD is my guy, and that's my ride-or-die guy, dude. It's not, it's not fucking happening. So, I mean, mistakes have been made. If you are someone sitting there looking at your fucking phone or computer or whatever you're looking at, and you've never made a mistake in life, fuck you, I don't believe you. And if you've never made a mistake in life, you need to be doing something else other than watching a wrestling podcast. So if you have made mistakes and you have not apologized for them, then also fuck you, you need to go apologize for your mistakes. If you made mistakes and you've apologized for them in great length and you deserve a second chance. That's all I'm going to fucking say. I watched the Michael Vick special uh, yesterday about his rise to fucking greatness, how fucking talented this man is and how he fucked up. He fucked up big time and he went to jail and he fucking deserved every minute of it. He got shamed. He deserved every minute of it because what he fucking did to dogs. He was given a second chance, bro. And he did not disappoint. He did not let down. He made a fucking comeback. He made a turnaround. He's a, he's a fucking advocate. This guy made a fucking comeback, and he was given a second chance, and that's what this life is fucking about. So if you got a problem with JD, you got a problem with me. Don't fucking talk to me either, okay? Period. Well, I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Uh, and, and please don't reach into Jesse's DMs and fucking uh, ask why you were blocked. If you were blocked for any reason, then you were blocked for a reason. You know. So don't go, don't go crawling to him because... Uh, you know, you want to get on his good side and then, you know, make me look like the bad guy. It's, it doesn't work that way. 
So no. j- j- you could dead that shit too. So don't even don't even bother. No. Moving on. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, Swerve catches catches wind of that. I'd like I'd like to fu- listen to man. If he, if he ever rolled through House of Glory, man, I'd shake his hand and I apologize in person. I don't know what the fuck I did. I just uh, I'm just being myself and, and truthful on my show. So uh, you know. It is what it is, man. We we love Swerve here. We we love uh, Keith Lee. Always have, always will, and uh, we wish them nothing but the best. And I'm excited about their tag team run, man. They're a tremendous tag team, so uh, no ill will there. We got um. Uh, let's see what what do we got next? What do we got next? We got Christian Cage next. Christian Cage is next uh, with Luchasaurus and the Varsity Blondes. This one went two minutes. Jesse Christian uh, started but tagged out to uh, Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus absolutely destroyed both. Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. The funny thing is, Luchasaurus did all the work, and uh, Christian Cage tagged back in to simply make the pin. He didn't really do anything that uh, would constitute as a wrestling move, and it plays right into his character, which was great. Christian is awesome. So as Luchasaurus lifted Christian on his shoulders, Jungle Boy's music all of a sudden plays. Christian, he looked to the stage and out walked slowly. Jungle Boy with a chair in hand. Luchasaurus stood in his way at ringside. They stared at each other. I thought Jungle Boy was going to bash Luchasaurus over the head with the chair. And then all of a sudden, Luchasaurus turned to stand next to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy smiled, and Christian panicked, and he ran into the crowd and up the stairs in the crowd out to the mezzanine. And that's the last we saw of both Christian and Jungle Boy. We talked about this uh, in the beginning of the show. I don't really understand why you would do such a great presentation with Luchasaurus only to turn him back and pair him with Jungle Boy. Uh, I don't know if this is a master plan to uh, get Luchasaurus back with Christian Cage, and this was all a swerve on Jungle Boy. But uh, like Jesse said, we'll we'll see this play it out on TV. We don't know, but uh, it's very interesting. But if if it does end up being Luchasaurus is going back to being a babyface and darking the whole, uh, dropping the whole dark Luchasaurus character, I think that's I think that's a terrible mistake. I really do. Yeah, that's that just it's, it makes no sense too. It's just fucking stupid, dude. It's just fucking stupid. If if it was gonna be the whole case, he was gonna he was gonna stay with Jungle Boy. They just could have both stayed off TV and they could have both came back and kicked his ass. Yep. I mean, but Christian would still need a need need a need a heavy at that point too. Yeah. So. I mean, this was the right move. This was the right move to turn him. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was fucking brilliant. But to turn him back is equally as dumb. It is very, it is very counterproductive for Luchasaurus, yes. Yeah. Lexi Nair interviewed the Gun Club backstage. Colton Gunn says they've been, uh, I guess they've cut the acclaimed out of their live, uh, you know, introductions and the scissor fingers and all that shit. Um, Austin Gunn challenged Max Caster to a rap battle on Rampage on Friday. Um, I don't know if uh, this is going to bode well for Austin Gunn, uh, but uh, I read somewhere tonight, Jesse, that uh, Austin Gunn is actually a pretty damn good rapper because he's done guest spots at Max Caster's live shows. Um. Jesse sounds like an android. Jesse sounds like an android. I can't hear him. I can't understand him. 
there he is. Uh, there, there he is. Uh, now he's all grainy. I see him. Well, again, what, what, were you, what were you saying, bro? What were you saying? I don't fucking know, man. That's... Max Caster and Austin Gunn, bro, rapping uh, yeah. at the shows. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, Gunn wasn't at the, the show that I went to with Caster. So, oh, okay. I mean, so I I didn't get to see him, but I mean, if he's if he's good, then let's let's see what he's got. But I don't think it's gonna end well for him, though. No, I don't think it's gonna end well for uh, Austin Gunn either. No. Moving on, we got uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. This was Ricky Starks versus Cole Carter, the former uh, Troy Two Dimes Donovan on NXT. This was an FTW title open challenge. Ricky Starks is awesome. I'm starting to. Get a sense that Ricky Starks is about to really just break through that fucking glass ceiling any any month now. He's uh, really catching fire, and so is Will Hobbs, and it's a great thing to see. And I'm glad that he's actually getting a little bit more of a, of a spotlight on him because it's been long overdue. So Starks here defending the FTW title, and this wasn't bad. Uh, we got Cole Carter looking pretty decent. Cole Carter's got a very good look. He's got a pretty boy look, but he's got yeah. a very good look. Uh, Who did he look like? He reminded me of fucking... Um... Oh, theory. Yes, 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 yes. He does, he does have a, a very Austin Theory-esque look to him, yeah. Yes. So Starks dominated uh, right from the start here. And uh, Carter, he, he didn't really get much of a crowd reaction. He got some booze there. He took control. Uh, we got a rising knee from Carter. He got a two-count. He avoided a spear and hit a TKO before climbing the ropes where Starks avoided a 450 splash. And Jesse texted me during this 450 splash. This looked this looked bad, bro. He missed oh, his 450 splash and came down head first on the mat, and his head snapped back. Man, he ain't gonna be feeling good tomorrow morning. No, he recoiled. Uh, he yeah. recoiled pretty damn good on that one. Yeah, right after the 450 miss, Starks got up, hit the spear, one, two, three, and that was pretty much it for uh, the former two dimes here, Cole Carter on AEW. Afterwards, Starks says he fended off that open challenge. But he has more left in the tank, pretty much alluding that he could, that he could go another match tonight. And he wanted to wrestle some more. He right. might have another open challenge tonight. So he challenged somebody else to step up. And Denhausen comes out and he makes his entrance. And he got a loud reaction. Starks was uh, kind of shocked to see Denhausen. He accepted the open challenge. Starks says he didn't mean that he was going to defend the title right now. Fans booed. And... Um, Fans continued to boot Ricky Starks because everybody wanted to see him continue to wrestle and wrestle Danhausen tonight. Then Ricky Starks looks at the crowd and says, don't worry, you guys will be able to watch it next week on TV. The fuck you booing for? <laughs> so uh, he imitated Danhausen and the match is set. We're getting an FTW Open Challenge next week, Danhausen and Ricky Starks. Now, Jesse, this is interesting because Danhausen is very good friends with a certain somebody who is the son of one of the color commentators on this show, Taz. And that man is Hook. And it looks like, I could be wrong, but it looks like we may be getting Hook versus Ricky Starks at some point in the future. And like you alluded to last week, I believe, that FTW title may be going into uh, the possession of Hook at some point. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And it would, it would make sense. Yeah. You know, it would make it would make sense because, I mean, for... A couple of reasons. I mean, one, the title isn't recognized by AEW. Yep. It's it's a it's a it's a team Taz title. Yep. And last time I checked, Hook was in Team Taz. I mean, I know they don't address it or talk about it or pretend that it is true anymore, but it's his son, so he should be in Team Taz. 
Um, also, Hook versus um, Ricky Starks for a feud or a program or maybe even a match on a pay per view. Absolutely great idea. Yeah. And Absolutely. It's it's funny how we're getting this open challenge with the FTW title now. It, it wasn't it wasn't like that uh, for the longest, and now they're now they're pretty you know they're selling you on that open challenge. I'm not a big fan of open challenges. I think they're creatively lazy. But um, now that we're getting this open challenge, I mean it's a perfect segue to get Hook in there and really come out. You know, it's yes. not it's not like they'd be feuding for whatever reason. It's just you know he's going to present himself. Hey, well I'm going to step up to the plate. You know this is my buddy. I'm going to take the fucking title. Give me a shot at the title. Yeah, no, this is this is a great dynamic for them. Um, it also it also gives them the opportunity to to turn Hook officially fully babyface. Yeah, and and they can go ahead and have his father, you know, be upset that he's you know not siding with Team Taz and everything else. It, it's it's a, it's a nice little launching point into a serious storyline. You know, they started him off on Rampage here and there. Then he, you know, slowly he made uh, an appearance on Dynamite. It's great, but he hasn't had any real feud. He did something with Danhausen that was pretty funny and cool. But now that he gets to sink his teeth into something, um, something substantial. This is perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this. Uh, I think this is going to be a great uh, opportunity for him. And if Ricky Starks does drop the title to, to Hook, it, it gives him more of an opportunity to really focus on being that tag team with Powerhouse Hobbs and really focusing on those tag team championships. So I think that's going to yeah. be a great thing. I think Ricky Starks has on, honestly outgrown that title. He, he needs to be yeah. put into a bit of a, bit of a, a more important role and, and chasing bigger championships because, let's be honest, Ricky Starks, uh, we, we've been waiting for him to be pushed for a long time now. And as long as he stays healthy, I mean, uh, you talk about one of the pillars of the company, he, he's definitely up there in discussion, no doubt about it. Yes, he, he has a. I mean, look, guys, don't get our praise wrong. Hook has a long yes. way to go, long, long journey ahead of him. Um, these are fantastic, great steps. Fantastic, great steps. Um, they can have they can have Taz turn babyface with Hook and and release Hobbs and Starks off into their own. They're they are definitely ready to be off on their own. They don't yeah. need to be in a team Taz anymore. No, they're, they're done. No. And somebody in the chat says, why are we trying to break up Team Taz? We're not trying to break up Team Taz. We said no. Team Taz was breaking up. We're not breaking them up. Taz does not need to be a part of this shit. Let's, let's, put our, let's, be, let's be real about this shit. Taz, is, is already, Taz, Taz has already do? done his job. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done. He's, he's gotten these guys over. He's gotten his son over. You know, he's done. He just do commentary and do what you do best, bro. You're good. These guys can go separate themselves. Taz can be baby face behind the, the mic and the camera and everything else. And... Hook can continue to be babyface holding his father's title. It's fucking perfect. It almost writes itself. I don't know why you guys continue to take the shit we say out of context, man. Nobody, nobody said here we want to break up no. Team Taz. Not breaking up. Get them away from Christ. Taz. Give them their own goddamn name instead of Team Taz. Yes. They've earned their they earned the right to be their own independent tag team. They're good. They're fine. They don't need a Team Taz, bro. Unbelievable, man. You got you guys got selective hearing, man. You want to hear what you want to hear, really. <laughs> <laughs> Shivani interviewed Athena, Chris Statlander, and Willow Nightingale backstage. They talked about their tag team match later with the baddies. So uh, eventually, uh, one of these weeks, we're going to get a payoff with Athena and Chris Statlander either going for uh, uh, the TBS championship or both championships, the TBS and the AEW Women's Championship, which Chris Statlander alluded to. Please sign me up, Statlander versus Thunder Rosa. Yes, and by the way, I forgot this one before we jumped off of the last topic, but Dan Housen was on Dark the other day. Yeah. 
he's so fucking bad, man. Meaning as an in-ring performer. In-ring performer. He his in-ring work is like the polar opposite of his gimmick work. Well, that's what happens when you're all gimmick and you're uh, you're really no substance uh, other than just uh, comedic timing and gimmick. He's, he's bad. And again, before someone takes that and clips it and runs with it, I like Dan Housen. So do I. I've spent many a weeks right here in this chair telling everyone how I like I like him. I like what he brings to the table. And the fact that his signing was a great deal for AEW. Great. It was fucking great. I love it. But we're talking about his in-ring ability, and my God, it is bad. It is very bad. Does that mean I don't want to see him on TV? Didn't say that. No, I want to see him on TV. I guess fucking entertaining and all hell. I mean, let's see him on TV. Let's just not have him wrestle. Bro, 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 you, you, you got to remember, man, you can't, you can't tell somebody that they're bad at what they do, especially a professional wrestler, man, because you yourself are not a professional wrestler. <laughs> yes, this, this is true. I also can't make movies. No. But I know no, we can't speak, we can't speak on anything because we're not in the business. Yeah. I also can't make a car, but I know a slow car when I see you. I mean, yes. what the, what's that got to do with any fucking thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. People, man. Shivani, he was into uh, he was into a lot tonight with Shivani. He was in the middle of the ring and he introduced FTR. So we got an FTR promo segment here. Taz and uh, Ross were running down the pay per view card for Saturday's Ring of Honor: Death Before Dishonor, and we got FTR in the middle of the ring. Big ovation from the Atlantic crowd, and we got big FTR chants. Dax talked about his daughter who was diagnosed with an irregular heartbeat. But she had surgery to close the hole in her heart that was causing it. He says they will build their legacy to make his daughter proud. So he pretty much took this personal thing that his daughter went through and made it into uh, why they needed to win this match on Saturday and what it's going to uh, do to them and and how they're going to attack this thing. Uh, They're going to go out. Uh, like his daughter, and, and fight for their fucking lives out there on Saturday night against the Briscoes. And um, this was a great promo. A lot of people on social media were praising this. I mean, everything FTR does is tremendous. And I'm looking forward to this match. I know the pay-per-view on Saturday is uh, a little bit more expensive than the last one. It's $39.99. This match in itself is going to be worth every fucking penny. So I have no problem supporting Tony Khan and AEW uh, with this Ring of Honor show on Saturday night. But, Jesse, this this match with the Briscoes, I know you were hoping to see the Briscoes out there. Uh, did you see the sit-down, the tremendous sit-down that they did uh, with Caprice Coleman uh, with this uh, hype uh, video that they did, this hype vignette or sit-down interview with the uh, Briscoes and FTR, man, selling this match? I refuse to answer that right now. Because you haven't seen it. Oh, I've seen it, brother. You don't want to you don't, you don't talk about it now? Why? Because I'm looking at Sif Negan in the chat, man. Looking at Sif Negan with a $250 super chat. Oh, my goodness. My boy Daryl coming in big time. Wow. With a $250 super chat, man. That is fucking incredible. Daryl is a VIP amongst VIPs, man. Daryl with Osequi may be on the uh, the paperwork to possibly own the venue. Guys are awesome, man. That's how big he is. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, buddy, man. I appreciate you so much, man. And Daryl's got one hell of a creative mind, man. He's got fucking ideas for days, man. Always sending me That's shit, awesome. and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, can we get this guy right in the show? That's awesome. 
Yeah, I saw this promo, man. If you guys have not, you gotta you gotta go check out AEW's um YouTube from time to time. They do upload um certain promos that just might not make the air. And um this was good. It was a sit-down. Um, they sat down, they had a they had a drink, you know. FTR brought some goddamn tequila and they poured out some drinks, man. They had a shot and they sat and talked shop. Yep. You know, and know, you know, the Briscoe said, Hey, you know, y'all get lucky. You know, and my life ain't been the same since this. Y'all over there living comfortably, and you know, I ain't with that shit. So, you know, we want our, we want our, you know, when I want our fucking titles back. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it was, it was, it was so good. And then what they go do another shot, and the Briscoe said, "Fuck that, we ain't doing that shit." Poured that shit out, man. It was, it got, oh, it was so good. It was so good, man. The last time any of us saw the uh, FTR guys in a two out of three falls match, tag team titles on the line. You guys remember that classic from NXT Takeover Toronto with Tommaso Ciampa. And Johnny Gargano, DIY, uh, still one of the best tag team matches, if not uh, the best tag team match that I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know where I'd even rank it after watching the Briscoes and FTR tear it down at Supercard, but uh, it's probably one and two. Uh, flip-flop ha- however you want. I mean, those are the two best tag team matches that I've ever seen uh, in all my 40 years watching this sport. But um, about a dozen two out of three falls matches between the two teams. And uh, I, I would be uh, shocked if FTR loses this match. I, I think it's going to go to FTR on Saturday night. But, um, Jesse, are you expecting this match to be better than the first? I think they're going to try it. I think they're definitely going to they're, they're definitely gonna shoot for it. I don't think they're going to. I think it's important. And I think that the Briscoes know it's important that they nail these spots. If the Briscoes are going to draw and they're not even allowed to be on AEW TV, that gives Tony Khan even more ammo to go to whoever it is he has to go to because I feel very confident in the saying, I think he's trying his best. I thought we were going to get the Briscoes on TV tonight. I thought I thought we were gonna, I thought I thought maybe he negotiated an, an appearance or something like that. I, I'm aware of the politics around why they're not here. I think it's bullshit. But at this point, it is what it is. We just got to try to fucking get past it, beat it, convince someone it, it, that it's old fucking news and they can get these guys on the TV so they can fucking earn. It is ridiculous. They are the only act on the entire show that hasn't been on AEW television to promote this show. Yeah. Yeah, they got the crowd. The crowd's fucking cheering for them and shit, dude. They're being promoted to sell a pay-per-view, but they're not allowed on fucking TV. To- this is so Yeah, you know, like Jesse mentioned before when he, um, he kind of went off the script, no pun intended, uh, earlier... Um, people make mistakes, and uh, second chances are, are are important. And the Briscoes, you know, I believe it was um, one of them. I don't, I don't, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Mark Briscoe. His wife just had a baby. Um, mm-hmm. They, you know, they they're family men. They, 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 he's a father. Yes. He's a father now. So I, I don't really understand the animosity there. This this vicious, vicious cancel culture keeping the Briscoes off of television. They're, they may be the best tag team on the, on the fucking planet next to the FDR, and the fact that they're not on television is a fucking crime because he's being held in contempt for something that he said fucking 12 years ago. And apologized And he apologized. Multiple times, dude. I mean, what? there's nothing more the guy can do. We see him on we see him on Twitter now. We see him on the indies now. Like he just said, he's a family man. He just had a, he just had a kid. Born prematurely, doing going strong and doing okay. The guys let these guys fucking work, man. They For worked them. their whole careers in this business to make it to the point where they should be on national television and they should be here on national. They've earned that right. They've no. they worked their asses off in the fucking indies, man. 
I don't know. I don't know the noise they're going to make on Saturday night. I don't know how you keep these fucking guys off television. I, I swear to God, it's it's ridiculous. And yes, Dax did say, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl, and I'm going to beat your ass. It was a beautiful line. <laughs> you know, he, people, you know, the, the fucking haters are going to clip that out of context. I'm sure it will uh, be clipped out of context. But, uh, it, you know, obviously he was talking about the fight that his daughter went through, and he put himself in her shoes, and that's exactly the type of fight he's going to bring to uh, the Briscoes on Saturday. And I thought it was a beautiful line. I thought it was uh, a great segment. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens between those two teams. It's going to sell the entire pay-per-view in itself. It, it is. You know, we, we get, look, people do things that they shouldn't be doing outside of the ring. And sometimes it can come back and bite you in the ass. I get it. You know, hence, i.e., uh, Tessa Blanchard. Yep. She said some fucked up shit. She did some fucked up shit. And she did not and apologize. She did not apologize, bro. All you got to do is sincerely apologize Kiss the ass you got to kiss. Make amends where you need to make amends. And just do it the right way. Make it meaningful. And just wait your time out and you'll be brought back, dude. Yeah. That's the way it should be. And the Briscoes had did that. You know, they, they made the mistake. They've apologized for it. Time has gone on. They have not repeated it. They've, they've, they've won the hearts of fans and pro wrestling. And now just some execs somewhere who probably are not even fucking wrestling fans are holding them back from making much, much, much more money and becoming bigger stars because of something that happened a decade ago. Yeah. It's fucking it's, stupid. It's ridiculous. Lexi Nair interviewed Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh backstage, uh, talking about Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal at the pay-per-view. Jay Lethal is going to be a busy man in the next couple of weeks. He's also in that Ric Flair main events, teaming with Jeff Jarrett against Flair and Andrade El Idolo. So I may be uh, I may be buying that because it looks very very interesting. I may be just being I I may actually just buy the pay per view for fucking Jacob Fatu versus Josh Josh Alexander <laughs> just for that match itself. That should be a you tremendous wanna, match. You want to see a Ric Flair match? Man. It's gonna be new. It's gonna be newsworthy, bro. It's gonna be newsworthy. So uh, his J- last his last last match was newsworthy. Yes. Yes. So uh, lethal. He was talking about uh, Samojo. And Lexi brought up what Christopher Daniels recently just said. Dutt interrupted. Lethal said it's a shame they have to wait till Saturday to win the Ring of Honor TV title. He complained Joe wasn't there. Daniels interrupted and said if he's anxious to get in the ring, face him on Rampage Friday. Lethal says he's on and complained about him interrupting his TV time. Jade Cargill, Kiara Hogan, and Stokely Hathaway walked to the ring. They were joined by Jermaine Dupree, the other J.D., uh, Stokely said Layla Gray was not cleared to wrestle. This uh, upset Tony Brown greatly, our VIP here on OTS, Tony Brown. Uh, but they made sure Statlander was banned from ringside to keep things even. So Cargill talked about being from the Atlanta area, and she said that she's going to show everyone that she is that bitch. So we got Cargill and Hogan against Athena and Willow Nightingale. This was not bad. Uh, Jade looked pretty good here. Um, they had a nice exchange that Hogan and Athena right at the start. Willow tagged in, hit a low cross body, a knee from Jade on the outside. This distracted Athena. Uh, she and Willow recovered, allowing Willow to a double blockbuster out to the floor, which looked tremendous. Athena took out both of her opponents where they cross body to the outside. Uh, we got Jade and Hogan taking control, beating uh, down Athena. Uh, Jade eventually did face off with Athena and they shredded forearms until Jade got the better of the exchange with a big kick. She caught a dive from Athena and hit a fallaway slam, which looked great. Athena is not 
Uh, she's tiny, but uh, she's built. So the fact that uh, Jade looked uh, like she caught her with ease and threw her away like nothing, it was very impressive. Jade kept up as usual, but Athena did uh, come back on her. She crushed Jade with some double knees and powerbomb Hogan on the apron. Looked to be a little off here. Look a little, you know, a little miscommunication there. Stokely got in Athena's face, and the distraction was enough for Jade to boot Athena into the uh, steel steps. Uh, back in the ring, Jade tagged in Willow, cradle for two, but Jade hit a blue thunder bomb and jaded for the win. So. That pretty much is that. We're still uh, gearing towards uh, Athena versus Jade Cargill. I don't know when that's going to be, but uh, All Out seems like the proper destination for that. So I'm all in on that. I think Jade and Athena for that TBS title. That TBS title should be on pay-per-view in a meaningful match. Hasn't been in a little bit, so that's where I see that happening. Yes. Why did Jermaine Dupree need to be out here? I don't know, because I guess he's from the Atlanta area. Maybe he's friends with uh, Jade and family. I don't know. I, I see a, I see a bigger I see a bigger point in Kevin Gates being out here than Jermaine Dupree. And I don't even know who Kevin Gates is, but at least they say mentioned that he has new material coming out. He's got a new album coming out. That's a reason to be on TV to promote the album. Why is Jermaine Dupree out here? I don't know, man, but uh, I recently found out that Jermaine Dupree has vegan ice cream. It's called JD's ice cream. Fun fact, I just figured I'd let everybody know. I'm not a vegan or anything. I don't eat vegan ice cream. But uh, apparently it's, uh, it's a cool little backstory on it, too. Oh, man. What the fuck? I, I don't know why he's out there, bro. He's from the he area. So here? what? So what? Why is he out here, man? So what? I, I don't know. I think he should have treated Chris Cross better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shivani, it... He should treat better. I'm sorry. He, how are you rich as a child, then broke as an... I don't know. Whatever. Moving on. Tony Schiavone interviewed Thunderstorm. This is Tony Storm and uh, Thunder Rosa backstage. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter interrupted and said, why are we giving Thunder Rosa another promo? Please, no more Thunder Rosa promos. And they said they hope Thunder Rosa loses her match next week. She's fighting... What's her name? Miyu. Miyu, uh, what's her name, Jesse? I, I forgot her name. I forget her name too. Yeah, she's fighting that one from Jap uh, the, the 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 Japanese one. She's fighting her next week. It's Look, uh, see, fight see, for the fall. See, watch this, watch this. Hold on, I'm I'm going to cut you for a second. Jermaine Dupree is the king of Atlanta. Jesse must don't listen to hip hop or rap. I I I don't know. Jesse doesn't listen to hip hop or rap. That's like saying that I listen to hip-hop and rap. It's not true. Where do you get your fans from, bro? I don't know, bro. Who is this fucking Nobody they grow Greater Podcast? Who the fuck is... Yeah, he was also the same guy that told, uh, that, that told us that, uh, well, why are we breaking up Team Taz? This guy's a fucking... Get this guy out of the chat. <laughs> now, leave him this... or... He hasn't said anything demeaning to it towards us. Leave him alone. Well, what's her name? Guy. Miyu uh, Yamashita. This fucking guy. Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree, first off. No, he is not the fucking king of Atlanta. Go to fucking T.I. and tell T.I. that Jermaine Dupree is the fucking king of Atlanta, you fucking idiot. Bro, by the way. And the, I don't like, uh, first of all, I don't the, like the, fucking name calling the, you. I really don't. The but king of Atlanta is Chipper Jones. You think Jermaine fucking Dupree is the king of Atlanta hip hop. Is that what you fucking think? 
Outcast. Why are we talking about Jermaine Dupre, bro? I, I haven't heard one fucking song from Jermaine Dupre, man. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Who? And you want to talk about Jermaine du fucking Dupre? Get this fucking guy out of here. He's a fucking idiot, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Get the king of Atlanta. Go jump your ass out of here somewhere. Get the <sighs> fuck out of here. Now, we can go on. And we got uh, Miyu uh, Yamashita, I believe her name is, against Thunder Rosa next week for the AW Women's Championship. Uh, no video package on her. Nobody knows who the fuck she is. She's just coming in to do this match and then give Thunder Rosa her win back. Bro, what are we doing with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, man? Are they really setting us up for round three with these two? Uh, dude, this shit has double turn written all over it, dude. Or a tag team so, match with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, and then one of them turns on the other. Maybe Tony Storm turns. Turn, maybe Tony Tony Storm turns on Thunder Rosa and it aligns because she's very good friends, but best friends, I think, with Britt Baker. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like Tony Storm's heel run. In, in, Me neither. In but this is an NXT, bro. I know, but it was it was that bad. Well, I just wanna. I wanna make sure she sees some success as a babyface yes. first. At, I mean, that's that's first and foremost. So, um, I would turn Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter babyface have Thunder Rosa go heel. Tony Storm can stay babyface. So she can turn on Tony Storm, you know. Well, Britt Baker is pretty much a babyface anyway. I mean, she's not really right. listed as a babyface, but she gets the reactions as one. Exactly, you know, and 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 that's why it would, it would just fucking fit. I I still want to see Thunder Rosa turn and 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 list the Renegade Twins as her heavy. Yeah, that's what I would much much rather see because I'm not. It's, it just feels and looks so convoluted right now in the women's division with the title and everything. What is going on? What is going know. on? It feels so weird, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but we got this match next week with Thunder Rosa. I, I'd be very curious to see what's going on. I still haven't watched that one match back from Japan that aired on Dark. So uh, we're, we're looking like we're getting a uh, quality women's championship match next week, and uh, we'll, we'll just take it from there. I don't know. If you're looking at All Out, Jesse, if, you, if you're looking over the next six, seven weeks to All Out, who, who, are, we, who are we booking for All Out uh, against Thunder Rosa? The way that they have it lined up right now, it looks like there's going to be a tag team match with no title on the line, man. Or we get Britt ba- Brit Baker again. Yeah. They, they, they have not lined up an, an opponent for Thunder. They, no one is in line to look like they're going to be an opponent for Thunder Rosa right now for All Out. No. No one. They can, put, they can start putting something together, but as it stands now, who is it? Who's the one looking like, oh, we got to get them in that match with Thunder Rosa? Who? They're, they're not building her a contender at all. I don't know. Maybe they're just looking to get through this one match next week and then start building somebody up. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we got uh, the main event coming up, but this is what's coming up on AEW television in the next uh, week or so. We got Hangman Page and John Silver versus Butcher and Blade. We got Lee, Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin. We got Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in tag team action. This is on Rampage, by the way. Uh, we got a rap battle with Max Kessler and Austin Gunn, and then Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. So Tony Khan's loading up on Rampage for Friday. Uh, Ring of Honor has added two more matches uh, on top of what we've already been given. Willow Nightingale will go one-on-one with Allison Kay, the former NWA women's champion. And we got a six-man tag team match with Dalton Castle. Apparently, it's going to be Dalton Castle and the boys versus The Righteous, Vincent, Bateman, and Dutch. Don't know who any of them are. It'll be my first time because I'm not really ingrained in Ring of Honor, but I do know Dalton Castle. So uh, the women's match is a buy-in match or a pre-show match, and the six-man tag, uh, actually, it's the six-man tag cha- tag team championships 
uh, with the Righteous in Dalton Castle. So there you go. So we got uh, all title matches on the show on Saturday night. Should be good. And then Uh, Dynamite. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. And and Dynamite next week is uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Miyu Yamashita for the AEW Women's Championship. And then uh, FTW Championship Open Challenge. Ricky Starks versus Dan Hauser with more matches. They said to be announced on Saturday during the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Also, I'm a I'm a fan of Willow Nightingale. Too. Yeah, she's very good. Yes. I mean, nothing extraordinary or special or crazy. Um, but I think she's good. I think she's good at what she does, and I like her energy. I like her energy a lot. Yeah, me too. That's the best thing about her. Yeah. Main event time, guys. Barbed wire everywhere match with Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Jericho was in full pain maker makeup and gear. He was not the wizard tonight. And we all love no wizardry from Jericho. This was uh, Jericho just really uh, giving it to us because he's going to be in a fucking war with Eddie Kingston. Uh, This was uh, crazy, man. This was uh, barbed wire everywhere. Ring uh, ropes were all barbed wire. Justin Roberts' microphone was barbed wired. Uh, The ring bell was barbed wire. There was tables wrapped in barbed wire. There was a huge barbed wire plank on the outside. You name it. And then you got the shark cage hanging above the crowd. And the JAS was in the shark cage. Ruby Soho was in charge of the power to the shark cage to lower it and raise it. Uh, So she was there watching the control center out by ringside. This was wild. This was entertaining. I don't think it was given nearly enough time. I think they rushed through it. I think Tony Khan really needs to slow things down when it comes to these type of specialty matches because it really could be special but then doesn't come off special because he rushed through everything and then they went immediately off the air. I find it to be one of those gripes that I just can't get past. And people may say I'm cynical and people may say that I'm nitpicking and I'm fucking too hard. You got to let things breathe. Please let things breathe, okay? You could have cut from somewhere else. You didn't have to put so much on the show. Something like this deserves all the attention and proper time management. But it was, it was fun, it was wild, and it was entertaining. That's all I could say there. But, Jesse, is anybody as valuable as, as Chris Jericho? I mean, Jericho is one of the most valuable commodities in AEW, man. You, you ask him to legitimately do anything, man, and he's out there fucking doing anything. You want to fill him in? Uh, you want to put him in, in as a fill-in to fucking carry a major feud with him, you know, with him being a major name? He'll do it for you. You want him to put over a young talent? He'll do it for you. You want him to wrestle fucking Nick Gage in a, bar, a death match? He'll do it. And here he's in a barbed wire death match with Eddie Kingston. He'll fucking do it, man. Jericho is the man of many masks, and he wears them very well, bro. It's unbelievable. Jericho has led AEW into the mainstream. Yes, when, with its with its uh, inception when they came along. Um, Jericho has made younger stars, bigger stars. Um. Most notably, uh, Sammy Guevara. Yep. Um, Jericho has headlined Dynamites. He's headlined pay-per-views. And he's taken a lot of um, criticism for and, and body shaming for his look. And then he went above and beyond. He, first, he said, fuck you guys. I do what the fuck I want. Then he said, okay, then I'm going to go get in shape. He fucking got in shape. He came looks, back he out. He's incredible. Fucking, he's, he, Jericho, I mean, there's there's nothing left to say about this fucking guy, dude. You know, I may get some flack from what I'm about to say here, um, but honestly, 
you know, we, we all know the impact CM Punk has had on AEW, and it, it's it's tremendous. It was the 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 greatest signing that Tony Khan has ever uh, gone out there and, and gave us as far as AEW is concerned. But if you're talking about most valuable to the company, uh, I'm putting Jericho above CM Punk. I think Jericho is the 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 reason why AEW is where AEW is right now, and it's because of Chris Jericho from what he did from its inception. And even up until the current day, he continues to carry the company on his back and be asked to do whatever uh, he can, and he does it just tremendously, you know? Yeah. yeah, look at the picture he just tweeted out like 50 seconds ago. He's like a fucking madman right now, Jericho. And, uh, and I, I, I would agree with you on that one only, only because Jericho has been here from day one. Yeah. Jericho, put it like this. For anybody who would who would respectfully debate that that take with you about him being more important than Punk, Punk is here in AEW because of the leap that guys like Jericho has taken to come over. Yes, he is the re and and Punk has said himself he he was he he talked to friends who had been here from day one and everything else and he see he sees how they're being treated and everything. People like Jericho who publicly said he would never work for an American promotion other than WWE came over here from day one, spearheaded it, put it on his back, ran with it. And people like punk saw that and came over. So if it wasn't for Jericho and his, and his work over here, we might not be seeing a punk right now. No, no, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, uh, it, it, it doesn't even stop there. The re the, what Jericho has done and the influence Jericho has had on, on, on AEW is the reason why John Moxley is here, is the reason why Brian Danielson is here, is the reason why Adam Cole is mm -hmm. here, is the reason why Keith Lee and Swerve are here, and, and everybody else that you want to name is here. Jer Jericho yes. and, the, and the stability he gave to really a lot legal. of people who were contemplating, should I jump to this brand new upstart promotion or should I stay and be complacent to make my money and get booked into a fucking oblivion on WWE television? He's the reason why all of them made the jump. And Jericho, mm -hmm. to me, is, is the most valuable commodity that AEW has right now. And that, I don't mean that in any disrespectful, snide way towards CM Punk because CM Punk is, the, is still the greatest moment of probably the last 30 years coming back to pro wrestling. But, I mean, it's, it's just his, I don't his, think, he's invaluable to the company. You no, can't put a price I don't on think, it. I don't think anyone, anyone, anyone on the planet, I'm trying to think about this as I say it, I don't think anyone on the planet has experienced being a superstar on WCW, WWE, and AEW. ECW, New Japan. ECW, New Japan. He's done it all, man. He's done it all. I mean, you cannot, you cannot criticize what the, the legacy this man has left in no. this business. No, not at all. This match was fun. Kingston... Kingston got barbed wire out. Um, well, actually, he he grabbed Justin Roberts' microphone, which had barbed wire on it, and started bashing it into Jericho's head, which caused Jericho to be busted open before the bell even rang. So Jericho got the ring bell, which was wrapped in barbed wire, attacked Kingston with it. Kingston tossed Jericho into more barbed wire ropes and whacked him with a barbed wire chair. Jericho then took advantage here, and he remained in control by throwing Kingston onto a barbed wire table. So we got uh, Jericho then locking Kingston into the walls of Jericho on the barbed wire. Kingston whipped Jericho into the barbed wire himself and crotched him over the ropes. He then superplexed him through a barbed wire table out to ringside. All of a sudden, we see Tay Conti run out and attack Ruby Soho at ringside. And then Anna Jay ran out, pulled Tay off of her, 
before turning on Ruby herself and sending her into the ring post, taking her out of the match, and Anna Jay took control of the shark cage controls. So Jay grabbed the controls, lowered the shark cage. It looked like Tay was fumbling with the key to open the lock. Some of these guys, Jesse, were flucking, f- fucking slipping through the goddamn uh, bars on the cage. Saying- One of them went through the fucking little uh, the little peephole of the uh, of the cage, slipping through. Look like Tay was fumbling saying- with the keys, couldn't open the lock. But that was smart. That was so smart because as the camera was sitting there watching her fumble with the fucking keys, people would be sitting looking like, "Won't you just squeeze through the fucking bars?" They couldn't do it earlier. The fucking cage was suspended. Yeah. Now it's on the ground, and they're waiting for the thing to open. And they're just like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. And they just fuck improvising. I and think at one sense. point she handed the keys to Daniel Garcia to have him do it. Yeah, like, she's like, hold these. I'm like, hold this. And she was trying, and they took the camera off of them. Like, take, like, stop watching them. They're having yeah, that they did, the that they did a good job on. Cause I know I yes. saw she was fumbling with the keys and they 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 panned away from her, thank God. Yes. Um, wow. and, and they shot Anna Jay, who was like laughing at ringside about what she did to Ruby So. So that was a good job there. So I'm glad that yeah. they shot away from her because that would have been embarrassing. Yes, and shout out to the guys who just said fuck this and went through the bars. Yeah, because otherwise, on the replays, I've been looking like, couldn't they get through those fucking bars? And like, that that they did. I mean, I don't know what that I don't know what that means if you actually fucking put that thing in a goddamn uh, shark infested ocean. But oh, uh, well, sharks you know. are not that fucking skinny, man. Oh, well, I, well, still, I, you don't you don't want the fucking <laughs> sharks coming into the into the realm of you being in the cage. <laughs> that shit's gotta be fucking you know. Yeah. Uh, don't get me in the ocean. That's all I gotta say. Uh, so Tay Conti's out there. Um, she blasted Ruby. Anna Jay ran out. She got control of this thing. Uh, the shark cage lowered. The JAS ran out and beat down Kingston. Moxley, Ortiz, Claudio ran out. All the Blackpool Combat Club ran out. Kingston hit an exploded suplex through barbed wire tables for a near fall. Jericho hit a code breaker for two, but took a barbed wire chair to the face in the process uh, during this spot. Looked like he got cut open even more so on his nose. I thought he may have gotten blinded. Thank God. Uh, he whacked Kingston repeatedly with the barbed wire chair. Went for a lion salt, but Jericho uh, was uh, on the bad end of a chair to the face here. Eddie Kingston took the chair and threw it in Jericho's face as he came down with the lion salt. Kingston hit the back fist for a near fall. He pulled out the barbed wire from underneath the ring and locked on a barbed wire assisted stretch plumb. The crowd thought it was over. All of a sudden, Sammy Guevara comes out, super kicks Kingston. Jericho then hit the Judas effect with his arm wrapped in the barbed wire for the win. After the match, Jericho and Guevara wanted more of an attack, but Kingston fought them off and uh, threw Jericho into a barbed wire spider web at the end of the show that was laid out on the outside. And that was the way the show went off the air. The Jericho Guevara uh, portion of this match looked like it was a little bit of a miscommunication on all three guys. It looked like they fumbled around, didn't know what they needed to do or where they had to go. But uh, the show ended with uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, him laughing with Jericho wrapped in barbed wire on the outside on this big barbed wire board or plank that was covered in barbed wire. And that's the way the show went off the air. I thought it was entertaining, Jesse. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. They rushed the fuck out of it. Uh, it felt really rushed at the end. But listen, man, we all had a good time and it was it, it, listen, it's a barbed wire death match on free TV. What the? What, what more do you want? What more? You know, you, you you can't get perfection, man. No, and especially for like you just said, it's free TV. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I I get it. You know, um, it just feels like a a feud like this in a match of this caliber, which is it's just made for a pay per view. Yeah, 
Like I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to have to try to sit and squint and try to find out what's going on in a barbed wire death match as you show me fucking Massingill commercials or something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, I would love to have seen it in a pay per view. We can't have everything that we want. I get it. For what it was, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the match. They did. A, they did a lot in a short amount of time. There's a lot to unpack, but they worked their asses off, though. Yes, they did. That they did. And so did we, man. We're about uh, to get into the Super Chats, man. We appreciate you guys joining us on this podcast tonight, on this live stream tonight for AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 2 with the barbed wire everywhere match between Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. If you guys enjoy the topics of discussion tonight and the friendly banter, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We got 900 likes even. I need 1,000 minimum. 1,000 minimum. Cable isn't free TV. You know what I mean. Stop oh, being a smartass. Unbelievable. Fucking people always got something to say. Hit that thumbs up, guys. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Helps me out tremendously. Gets the video and the podcast in the recommended section on YouTube. We got 10 new members tonight, man. You love to see it. You love to see it. Thank you guys very much. We got uh, a lot coming for you VIPs in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you guys sign up if you guys want to be a part of all that stuff coming up. Uh, also, follow me on social media. Follow Jesse on social media. You guys see our ads on the screen there. I'm JD from NY206 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and also a proud cameo partner at Chi-Town Smart. You can follow Jesse on social media. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, man. We got a lot coming up. And I want to shout out my sponsor for today's show, man, Monk Pack. This episode today is proudly sponsored by Monk Pack. Monk Pack offers low-sugar, keto-friendly bars, which are plant-based, gluten-free, non-GMO. They are the perfect snack for anyone who is trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing the taste. Make sure you guys go and hit them up, man. So I have been absolutely in love with Monk Pack. It is so good, man. It is so good. My favorite flavor right now is the sea salt dark chocolate. I love me some dark chocolate, man. Also, my favorite also is the coconut co- uh, coconut cocoa chip. Absolutely great. They're perfect for a quick breakfast, snack in between video calls, or just as a guilt-free whatever. So make sure you guys go check them out at monkpack.com, man. These bars are not just for people doing keto. They're the perfect snack for anybody losing, uh, looking to reduce their sugar intake while also enjoying great taste. 20% off. Your first purchase at monkpack.com. Use code scripts at checkout. Or you guys can simply click the link in the comment section in the live stream chat that I posted for you. It's pinned there in the chat. And you'll get 20% off. And they're so confident in their product that it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. Monkpack.com. Code scripts at checkout. We got 813 Car Guy, man. Shout out to 813 Car Guy with the 50 bombs all night. Thank you, brother. We're going to start off, though, with Tony Brown, 499 Super Chat. There was plenty of meat on NXT, guys. I didn't watch NXT, Tony Brown. I was out drinking old-fashioned. But I, 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 I believe you, though. I was busy watching my grass grow. <laughs> Which I'm sure is more entertaining than fucking NXT. Much more. Much more. Joseph Taylor. Thank you for the $2 super chat, bro. Can I get a Kevin Dunn? <laughs> Wood. 
Thank you, Joseph Taylor. Tony Brown with another 199 Super Chat. What the fuck happened to Layla, guys? Maybe she got hurt, Tony Brown. I don't know, but I know uh, you're a big fan of Layla Gray, Tony Brown. Yeah, he's probably not happy about that one, man. No, he's not. Golden Boy with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, JD and Jesse, when Miro came out, he did have a darker lens or black eye on the one side, correct? Do you think he joins House of Black or starts a feud with them? Uh, we talked about it. that. He we talked about that earlier, bro. Yeah, he probably, he probably wrote that before we covered it. Yeah. Uh, we got 813 Car Guy with his first $50 bomb of the night. Good show overall. The only weird part in the main event was the Sammy Jericho Eddie Exchange. I agree, bro. I thought it was a little awkward there. Seemed weird. Eddie standing tall after losing a brutal match was weird, but that's just me being picky. I agree with you, man. I thought that little exchange between the three was uh, kind of kind of all over the place, man. It looked, it looked very clumsy. Jacob smiling with a new membership. Jacob, thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Thank you for becoming a VIP. 813 Car Guy with another $50 Super Chat. He says, 1,000 likes minimum. You got to listen to 813 Car Guy, man. We are almost there. We need uh, 50, 50 or so likes for 1,000. JP5150 with a 23-month membership. Oh, my God. He's almost at the gold microphone status. JD, I feel it. The coveted golden microphone is so close. Cheers with a homemade, old-fashioned Hashtag dedicated, hashtag OTS loyal, hashtag support the truth. JP, thank you so much, brother. See what I did, man? I got you I got you hooked on old fashions now because of your trip to Miami. Joseph Taylor, what a fight out super chat. The match between Ray Phoenix, Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Taurus at Ric Flair's last match next week is going to be insane. That's another one, man. That's another one. Yes, that is on the show. Should be a good show, man. Conrad's uh, he's putting together a nice little card there, bro. The, the pod father. Yeah. I don't listen to Conrad anymore. Not, me, not, not like like I don't like him, don't listen to him. He's, like, Conrad's always been fine. I, I just, the the interest for me in the, the stuff that he does, I just it just ran its course. Like I listened to it for like, you know, about a year or so, you know, but yep. after a while, I was like, okay, I just don't like it anymore now. Yeah, I, I I listened I listened to him and Bruce do his uh, do their thing before Bruce became uh, an executive producer over at WWE, yeah. and then I yeah, stopped I listening did too. because I, I I can't I can't. I did too. Now. I stopped I stopped watching when he when he resigned with the company because to me that just it it just kind of just invalidates his his takes. He can't be biased anymore. I, I can't support anything Bruce Pritchard does. I'm sorry. No. Uh, Joseph Tell, thank you so much, Car Guy. Five month membership. Thank you, man. All these super chats and a membership tonight. The commitment is fucking incredible. Number one in the IWC. Thank you, car guy. Uh, also, with another $50 Super Chat, this one is for Ricky Starks. He says he's very entertaining. I'd love to see him challenge for the TNT title down the road. Yes, no uh, no Wardlow tonight. No Wardlow. Give him night off. Yeah. Coiled Phoenix, 713 with a 12-month membership. Thank you, Coiled Phoenix. I love Miro, but when are we going to see his better half? Is she ever going to come to AEW, or has AEW just scrapped the whole idea of bringing her in? I don't think she was even in the cards to begin with, Coil Phoenix, but if she comes in, she's more than welcome to. Seriously. I think she's coming. I think just be patient. Probably timing. Yeah. Timing, timing, timing. Miro's uh, sort of kind of transitioning right now from his first run with the company to his second run. They're trying to get his second run off the ground. They keep pausing and starting, but yep. 
It seems like when they, when they get it going, I think she's going to come soon. We'll yeah. see. Chad with a UK five in super chat. Give me Tay J versus Thunderstorm. That's a lot of booty meat in one match. You know it, man. Yeah. That's a lot of booty meat. Yes. About ten midgets becomes a ten month member. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, how about Luchasaurus steps aside? Jungle Boy swings and hits him. Christian smiles. Jungle Boy says he's right, Mom. You raised a piece of shit. Can't turn. No. Can't turn Jungle Boy. No, you can't turn him heel, bro. Hunting for Entertainment becomes a new member. Hunting, thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking? Also, Chelsea becomes a new member. Thank you, Chelsea. What are you guys drinking tonight? 813 Car Guy with another $50 super chat. Sting in House of Black could work. He'd be the father of the House of Black. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see it, though. No. SS Phoenix Knight Forever 00 becomes a new member. Thank you so much, Phoenix Knights. Also, Robert Parker becomes a new member. Michelle McLashing becomes a new member. Thank you guys very much. And Michelle with a 499 Super Chat. Hey, boys. Happy to say I finally became a member tonight after seeing being such a loyal fan for five years. Never miss a show. Michelle, thank you very, very much. What are you drinking tonight? Francis Loop with a $10 Super Chat. I did book an Anna J versus Tay Conti match a couple of months ago, but this does open the door for Dark Order versus JAS, especially the interaction between Anna J and the Dark Order over this Anna J turn. Yeah, I could see it. I could see Dark Order and JAS. Eventually, they're going to have to move on from the Blackpool Combat Club. They can't be doing this shit forever. Yeah, and, and it just would have been way more interesting if Anna J was still with Dark Order feuding against JAS with Tay Yeah. Money Senpai with a $1 super chat. Thank you, bro. Francis Loop with another $5 super chat. So now Ruby Soho needs a partner. Either someone new comes in that Ruby knows, or we just have Sky Blue team up with Ruby since they have teamed up before. Yeah, more women's tag teams, right? Yeah. It's coming, bro. I hope not. I hope they go the way of the NXT Women's Tag Team titles in the trash. Um, Michelle with a 199 Super Chat. Miss Dynamite tonight. Thank God you got my back. Always got your back, Michelle. Don't worry about it. Omega Kong with a $5 Super Chat. I'm going to say Jesse listens to old school, real Chicago rap. Psychodrama. Poe Pimp. Twista. Crucial Conflict. And I bet Jesse does footwork to juke music. Who wrote this super chat? Omega Kong. Make this guy a VIP. Is he a VIP? I think so. My God, dude. Psychodrama, fucking drama award. Oh my God. <laughs> Please. Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, LJ with a 499 super chat. Love watching you guys each Wednesday on the reviews. Keep up the great work. Also, congratulations to Cody winning the ESPY, like you called it, JD. Good. He, he deserves the ESPY. That was the best moment of the entire year so far for WWE. Yeah, it was. Uh, Sith Negan Daryl with a $250 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Here's an OTS Sith Negan bomb. Got to keep supporting the measuring stick of success in the entire professional wrestling community. Number one, JD. You're great too, Jesse. Passionate, hard work always pays off. Cheers, guys. Hashtag the enemy designed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Bobby Trizzle with a new membership. Thank you, Bobby. 
Glad to have you in the VIP section. BDW, chop and screw with a $5 super chat. Kevin Gates unknowingly got intimate with his cousin and kept going after he found out they were related. Look it up. He is a sick dude. It's quite the information there. You say so. I never heard of him. <laughs> I never heard of him or that story. I, I can't argue it. I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't I can't really say I uh I agree with but, that, but But fun fact, for any hip hop fans out there who knows yeah. who Twister is. Uh, I actually know Twister. Okay. He, I used to live um, down the street from. We lived in the same subdivision a while back. Um, he moved out from the west side, and he moved out to uh, literally my subdivision. I, was, I would watch a orange, fucking bright orange H two on like twenty fours come through my neighborhood as I'm cutting the grass. I'm looking like. Who the fuck is that? Then one day he rolled by with the window down and shit. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking Twister, man. I was fucking neighbors with the guy. It's fucking awesome. We got TLG Kevin with a 199 Super Chat. Hit the like button. 1,000 likes minimum. You know it, man. We're uh, we're about 30 away. 31 away. We got a new membership from Neolu17. Thank you so much, Neolu. And Tommy Brannigan with a seven-month membership. Thank you, Tommy. Awesome show, JD and Jesse. The last was insane, but they shouldn't have went off the air so abruptly. OTS for life. I absolutely agree, bro. If there was ever a time to get one of those coveted overruns that they love to get from time to time, we could have used one right here. Oh, yeah. TLG Kevin with a 199 Super Chat. Loved tonight. Had a lot of fun. OTS for life. Thank you, TLG Kevin. Braves Fan 89 becomes a new member. Love it. I got to see if those uh, those those All-Star Game hats are actually available, man. Those All-Star Game hats looked fucking great. Or the jerseys look great with the black and gold trim. I didn't see. How was the game? I didn't catch, I didn't uh, the, catch the uh, game. I think, I think it was uh, AL1 3-2. Uh, how was the game though? I watched I watched it uh, in and out. It was it was, you know, typical all-star game, nothing special. Uh CSWS lyrics with a $20 super chat. Hey Jesse, sorry for saying you don't listen to hip hop or rap. I'm just from the south, so I'm biased about Jay Dupree, but I remember you saying Hook should help Team Taz win the tag team titles and I agreed. My bad for sharing my opinion. Bro, it's not how can you be from Atlanta and think that Jermaine Dupree is king? That's like saying I'm a wrestling fan and WWE is the best wrestling around. <laughs> it's dead serious, bro. It, Atlanta is known for so much fucking just historic, fucking fantastic hip hop, dude. And I wouldn't put Jermaine Dupree on that list. Not saying he's not successful, man. He's got hits, but that's all fucking mainstream garbage, dude. All mainstream garbage. Ludacris runs fucking Atlanta. T.I. runs Atlanta. The outcast. Jermaine Dupree just lives there. CSWS also with a 499 Super Chat. Beers on me. If you guys ever visit Hawaii, this is nobody greater podcast, by the way. Sorry again. Don't want to be blocked. Love the podcast. Don't worry, brother. We get in our feelings sometimes on here, man. You know, the things that they get taken out of context. It is what it is. Get it, man. We get it. Uh, Stu Sexton with a $5 super chat. Headed home from Dynamite. 
Show was great. We'll be back to listen to your review when I get home. Have a great night, guys. Stu, thank you so much, brother. Hopefully you, you enjoyed yourself. Look like a good show tonight. Hooligram with a 21-month membership. Almost golden. Great OTS tonight. Do you think Luchasaurus turns on both Christian and Jungle Boy eventually being tired of being in the middle? I could see that as well. I could see that as well, Hooligram. We're going to let it play out, though. And Diablo Stackola with a $5 super chat. Hey, Jesse, I was done with Jermaine Dupree after he said he may, he may better beast than Dre, made better beats, he says. Made better beats than Dre and Timberland. He thought he made better beats than, nobody makes better beats than fucking Dre and Timberland. Yeah, that's like, like, I mean, Dr. Dre is the one that fucking uh, created that shit, man. What the fuck are you talking about? Dre, Dre has made, Dre has made more superstars than than anyone you can fucking think of, dude. Eminem, Snoop, I can go on for fucking hours, dude. Dre is the fucking the, the king of fucking hip hop. There you go, guys. We are uh, about to get out of here, and to be quite honest with you, I thought it was a great show tonight. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you for spending your Wednesday night uh, with me and Jesse. I'm about to. Uh, there you go. Round of applause. I'm about to jump on some Destiny and uh, hopefully get myself some new exotics. Look at I do the yes. fucking dungeon to get myself uh, that exotic sword. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you joining us here on yes, the podcast. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw. Yes, yes, I am all about the Ghetto Boys. Fifth Ward, Houston. Fucking Ghetto Boys are OGs in hip hop, dude. Don't fuck with the Ghetto Boys. Follow us on social media, guys, at JD from NY206. You guys can follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Go check out all the other videos you might have missed on the channel. Also, uh, I will be back live on Friday with Friday Night SmackDown and AEW Rampage, as usual, from the Beer Garden. Hit that thumbs up. Nine more likes for a 1,000. Thank you for the Super Chats. Thank you to 813 Car Guy. Thank you to Daryl, Sith Negan, and thank you to everybody. Who chimed in with the Super Chats and 11 new members, guys. We're going VIP only on Sundays. And we're doing a VIP hangout next Thursday. So make sure you guys go and uh, hit that join button and become a VIP to be a part of the festivities. And go check out Monk Pack. MonkPack.com, guys. The more you click that link in the live stream chat, the better off I will be. MonkPack.com, code script, uh, just code script at checkout to save 20% off. So go check them out. Guys, I need two things from me. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs, I got 11 new ones tonight. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And... Secondly, I need that music on Max. Guys, I'll see you back live on Friday from the Beer Garden right here on OTS. I will see you guys later.